Hey, fuck faces. <laughs> Everybody's getting pissed at each other. Oh, yeah. We got we got technical difficulties over here. Uh, real good times. Mm-hmm. Ben looks like uh, he's part of Boys to Men from 92. Um, with yeah, that. you do kind of look like Imposter, the guy who sings Snow. Yeah. God, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you got to remember, I am 15 years younger than both of you. <laughs> I'm a 48-year-old man. Well, you guys are kids of the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, children of the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing I love more than Peter Fonda selling me CDs mm-hmm. from the yep. 60s. Yep. Love me some Fonda. I'm fond of Fonda. <laughs> you can turn me down a little bit. Yeah? I think on so. The, on the mic? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just, I just, Kevin, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I love your voice so fucking much. I, I was just trying to make you a little bit louder. But. I get it. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. voice. I gets love, me hard. I love, yeah, I actually jerk off while you record. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering why you always have one hand actually, underneath the table. Kevin, can I be honest with you? When, after we record the podcast and I get the audio, yeah. I isolate your voice and I look at the sound waves and I <laughs> zoom in really, really, cl- really far in on my audio software program. And you get horned and up? And I fucking jack off to it. Right. Well, oh, Kevin's sound hard. waves actually look like little boobs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I... uh you know, I love I love tits. You know what can I say? Yeah, you know it's in my voice. I'm more of a dick guy. You love dick. I'm a dick man. I uh, I'm a more of a Richard man myself. Yeah, because Dick and Richard, you know, right? Like Nixon. Yeah. Can we start? The I, I, we got to start it. We got to just start it. I love the ladies, but yeah. uh, I like the ones with big cocks. On them. <laughs> That's my kind of woman. Like that cruise ship comic we saw. Do you remember that? Manny Rivera. Manny Rivera. Yeah. Shout out to Manny Rivera. Manny Rivera. Me and Ben were on a cruise in like 2016 and we're drunk off our ass forced to spend time with our family. (laughs) And we were like so bored. I gambled for the first time ever. I took $200 out of the ATM. I went to play blackjack. I lost it in three hands. Hell yeah. And I was so drunk. I'm like, well, let me just get another $200. Lost that within two hands. Jesus. And then I was like, well, fuck. And then we're like, let's go watch a comedy show. Oh, and I was wearing a bathrobe. Why? Walking around the casino, smoking cigarettes, standing next to every Asian immigrant who was squatting at the casino, smoking cigarettes, just trying to bond with right. them. Drinking yeah. white Russians at like nine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Really fucked off my The ass. Asian guys are like gambling, like sitting on their chairs, like with their feet in the squat <laughs> position. <laughs> they actually brought, they played roulette, Kevin, but they brought a little piece of cardboard to throw the dice on because they didn't want to do the roulette table. <laughs> you know what game they really hate? What blackjack? <laughs> Is that true? They hate it. Yeah, they, they walk like up it. to they walk up to blackjack. They're like, "Why are you in my store?" <laughs> yeah, they follow the blackjack <laughs> around the casino. Um, what do I need to turn up? Kevin You're, just pointed at me and did a thumbs up. Right, I think he's just saying I'm I not think, wakeboarding here. You don't have to give me a fucking signal. I want you to turn it up. Ass. Turn up the autism a little bit. You know, turn up my mic. Yeah, yeah, your mic. Oh, you hey, can probably everybody. do it on uh, on the uh, the soundboard there. But hey, hey, everybody. Yeah. So back to Asians playing blackjack. Dude, yeah. I, when I was in uh, San Francisco, uh, I was. Uh, you know, you, I bet you love that city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually named the meatpacking district <laughs> after Kevin. That's actually right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I I uh, I. <laughs> Every time Ben Burns Kevin, he points to a DJ he hired to sit next to us, and the guy never plays music. He just smokes and yeah, looks at and him. And he's wearing the pants with Bernie Mac's face on mm-hmm, them. That's right. Mm-hmm. But it's like current day Bernie Mac. He's all dead and looks yeah. like shit. <laughs> Jesus Dude, there was a bunch of people, uh, you know, speaking Korean or something. 
or something. I don't know what they were speaking. They were speaking a foreign language. It right. was foreign to me. That's why they I don't were know Spanish. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Spanish. Yeah, uh, they were just uh, <laughs> they were just talking jive. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys were speaking Korean or what? Hey, uh, man, I don't know what the fuck's up. I'm Chinese. Shit. But dude, they were playing on top of this cardboard box, and every time I think they were playing hearts, okay, or something. So every time they would put a card down, mm-hmm. they would fucking just huck it at the box Love like it. so hard mm-hmm. and then like say but my gang like <laughs> i have no idea what they're but it was the most passionate card playing i'd ever seen right. in my life and i was like man i'd like to like to enjoy cards that much you're playing a nice game of dominoes oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah down yeah. at the local dive bar actually i just play with my kids oh yeah yeah it's hard because i always say motherfucker after i say domino <laughs> Which I I don't know how to say domino right. motherfucker without saying motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You're smoking a Newport when you play. That's right. You have a do rag on. I'm wearing a beanie and I've got two cigarettes in the beanie, <laughs> and I'm also smoking one. Right. And I've just got a a, a, a Lacroix wrapped in a, a paper bag. <laughs> You're hitting on your wife like you don't know her. Oh, I love. Real talk. I love doing that shit. I'll see my wife coming out of the, uh, the bedroom and be like, oh, dang. <laughs> I go, ma'am, usually if I have an intruder in my house, I'd call the police, but uh, maybe we can work something out. And she's like, Kevin, stop it. <laughs> like, maybe, uh, maybe you come over here, you play mama, I'll play daddy. Yeah. You know? Stop it. Snake eyes, bitch. Typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. <laughs> You want to criticize something, criticize these nuts. Fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to Brain Jail, bitch. You in Brain Jail now? You better turn this motherfucking podcast off because we're going to fuck you up. You can't even handle this motherfucking shit. You're too much of a pussy. Turn the fucking podcast off right now, bitch. You don't even want to know where we're going. Welcome to Brain Jail, everybody. I'm Kevin. Taking across from me is Jay Swain. A weary wearing a vineyard vines long sleeve t shirt. Yeah, I'm making, a whale on the front. Making up for all the sleeveless shirts I wore on the podcast by wearing extra long sleeves. This I appreciate time. that. <laughs> and last time he just wore hand warmers and no shirt. Mm-hmm, that's uh, right. It was beautiful. And that uh, lovely dark voice you're hearing is the voice of Brian Austin Green, uh, a.k.a. Ben Avery. Who's Brian Austin Green? Oh, look it up. You'll see exactly who it is. I'm not going to look it up. Look it up. Brian Austin Green, <laughs> 90210. Look it up. It's he was a, a 90210 actor. He's a 90210 guy, and he's dressed. He looks very much like Ben looks like right now. Huh. Brian Somebody Austin today Green told me. Sounds like a bomber of some kind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. School shooter. No, put in 90210, bro. This I is mean, him. I got him right here. Put him 90210 so you can see the pictures from what my brain is referencing. This is important shit. He was just never on the show. Yeah. He, no, he definitely was, but he was like... Uh, 90210, what was that show about the actual number of Jews that were killed in the Holocaust? <laughs> 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 that's right ben yeah beverly hills 90210 mm-hmm. 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 no you definitely remind me of some brian austin green shit right now with just your face and uh, yeah i can see it a little bit i like the slick back hair yeah definitely looks like a celebrity that died young well we're off to a great start <laughs> uh so jace uh right we are me and ben have talked about this and i'm glad that we're all here today mm-hmm. um so this is kind of a fraternity of men, right? Know, this podcast. We're like the skull and bones. We're brothers. Yeah. For unsuccessful know? people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The skull and boners. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we were trying to hang out last night, you know, me and Ben were down here, down in the, 
you know, in the brain factory, right. you know, just really putting together some solid gold for right. this episode. <laughs> and uh, you were nowhere to be found. Yeah, I was I was having sex upstairs. Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. mm. I was sneaking a woman around the house. So you guys wouldn't run into her. Because <laughs> my worst fear is I never bring women over. My worst fear is like I bring a woman over, try to sneak her to my room, and then you and Ben are just cackling at Alex Jones as I walk into the living room. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I can't explain this at all. Don't you think that would get her in the mood though? No, not at all. No, you don't think so? <laughs> I think I know why you're actually afraid to bring her around. Why is that? Well. <laughs> Can I confront Jace on the podcast about this? I, I, I mean, I expressed this to you last night. Kevin. It's okay. It's nice uh, to not be uh, the one who's getting attacked. So yes, let's let's attack Jace. I didn't so know there was going to be an intervention. Being, I'm being 100 percent real. You're afraid of bringing her uh, around me and Kevin because you think she's going to leave you for Kevin because <sighs> Kevin's so fucking hot. Yeah, that is right? true. <laughs> and I think that's why you've never brought you never bring a girl around. You're like. Oh, she's like she's gonna get Ben to produce a podcast for her, and then she's just gonna start fucking Kevin up and down, <laughs> sucking his dick, yep. fucking him, fucking him every which way. I'm sorry, I can't over. pay for your podcast production expertise, <laughs> but maybe we can work something out. You just, Jace no. is upstairs Ooh. swinging a golf club at nothing. Um, <laughs> you wanna, what you, I've you, lost my mind. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jace? Like. I'm 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 doing all the ones and twos, and Kevin's plugging all the ones and twos. Right now, you guys are fucking her, is what you're saying. Well, no, I'm just producing her podcast. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be okay. <laughs> Don't be gross. I'm I'm saying I'm doing the turntables, and Kevin is turning Wait, over so you, the table <laughs> and fucking her on so the guys, bottom of the table. If I bring a girl over down. here, you're saying you're gonna produce a podcast for her that That's Kevin right. fucks her on. Yeah, I'm going to red pill her, <laughs> and then Kevin is going to bang her out. I'm trying to fuck a woman and you slide a copy of My Awakening under the floor, mm-hmm. under the door. Yeah. Like, what is this? Oh, let me check it out real That's quick. Right. Don't worry about that, baby. <laughs> That's some literature. Stay focused on the task. Right. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, no, actually, we did talk about it. And I think what it is, is, you know, when you first meet somebody, uh-huh. you can't expose how much of an idiot you are. Like, and this is as everybody is an idiot. This right. Is accepting that this is under the pretense that I'm not saying you, Jace, or you're an idiot mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And I am a superior human. Right. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you meet somebody, you're, uh, you want to like show them, you know, your good stuff, you know, your dick. Yeah, my fastball. Yeah, your, your huge <laughs> cock. Uh, and then if you come into the house and she goes, "Hey, what's the password to the Wi-Fi?" and you say, "Oh, it's you know, mouse a tongue or whatever," <laughs> you don't want to have to engage in why you right. know your pod your uh, your mm-hmm. Wi-Fi password is I'm gay for twenty sixty nine. And I think that's wise. Yeah, that's probably very accurate. Yeah, it's um, it's not hot. You know, when we like, I I brought her upstairs to watch the movie Clueless, and then as I was walking upstairs, I saw that Ben had his ashtray that looks like a hate crime out on the table, and I quickly just had to swallow it. There was no other way to get rid of it. <laughs> I ate the, the entire the ashtray. It's literally an ashtray that was given to me from like Jamaica of like a Jamaican guy smoking weed. Oh, then it can't be racist. It's fine. <laughs> But that's yeah. like every picture. Okay, the only famous Jamaican guy is Bob Marley, and he's smoking weed in every single. What about photo that Barack Obama, our forty-fourth president? Yeah, Ben. What about our president, <laughs> Barack Obama? Oh yeah, yeah. For the listeners at home, uh, Jace is now a QAnon guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tr- I'm a birther, but I just think uh, Barack is so cool that he had to be born in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Kevin. Oh, my headphone just fell down. Okay, Kevin Hold is on. Kevin is fixing the t- Kevin is making a new table right now. Yeah, Kevin's during the podcast Kevin pulled out a saw. Yeah. Did your your headphones get unplugged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kev- um yeah, yeah so Ke- I'll ex- 
Kevin is uh okay, that's good. Uh, you, by the way, if we're ever sorry, I get so passionate about our president Barack Obama. <laughs> that you have to rip half of the, the podcast. I honestly, out. <clears throat> last time somebody brought it up, I took my my pants blew off of my hips. <laughs> I got so excited, and this time the microphone stand just fell apart. Kevin's actually been uh, mailing Obama his guns, <laughs> which I think is a good idea. But he said he just wants to, you know, help him out with him taking away all the guns, right? And, and it's really um, problematic because Kevin will write Malia on every single gun that he mm-hmm. sends the president. Yeah, it's for my girl. <laughs> Yep, the president. That's what I still call him. Yeah, I call him the president. Not like our. Um, I don't even want to do the fucking bit. Not my Trump. president. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say Kevin. Kevin just constructed a brand new wooden table for us. He just broke out some saws. I do want to say, guys, be careful that you don't leave a like. It, don't bake a pie. Yeah. A beautiful apple pie and bring it downstairs and set it on top of the table while we're recording to cool off. Yeah. Because because a, a, uh, someone might start sawing a hole from under the table <laughs> to take the pie. Right. I've seen that many a time. Right. And, and, and usually what happens is they'll saw a hole around the pie and then the hole will stay up but the table will fall down mm-hmm. around them that's and, what epstein used to do with anymore. kids oh he'd saw a hole yeah he'd go if he'd go to preschools mm-hmm. then he'd get underneath where the kids are standing and he'd shh, 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 that's why they're way a, around and that, then the kid would fall through into a uh, a big sack <laughs> and then yeah. he would just yeah, that's throw true. the sack over his shoulders yeah. And run out to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah you know the big to simply, fuck all the producers. You mm-hmm. know the big simply pop bags of popcorn. Yeah, yeah. He would empty one of those <laughs> and let the kid fall in that. The five gallon bag of popcorn. Well, here's the thing: his public image was controlled so professionally. Everybody just thought he loved simply pop popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there goes Jeffrey Epstein with this ten pound bag of popcorn. He loves the corn, right. man. Yeah. He loves it hot too. He'll microwave it so it's like wiggling the bag, shaking yeah. as he's yeah. carrying it around. You got to yeah. soften up those kids. <laughs> you know, if you want to get him out to. It's like five Brian calories Singer. a bag. Yeah, five calories. It is pretty insane. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> ultimate diet secret is you go to Sprouts and you can buy a five. What you do, Kevin? You go to Sprouts, you buy a ten gallon bag of. Simply pop popcorn. Now we're talking. And then you eat four <laughs> cups of it, and then you let it rot slowly in your kitchen while mice shit in it and slowly take over your entire life. And yep. then what do you do? <laughs> oh, then you kill yourself. Do you think Jeffrey Epstein, when uh, there was like a little kid, uh, there was like uh, Jeffrey, we've brought you another child. <laughs> you think he sat? Do you think he pondered for a while and was like, I better not. <laughs> I better not. Right. And then he looks over to uh, who's another pedophile. Brian Singer. Yeah, he looks over Brian Singer. He goes, if I fuck a kid, will you help? <laughs> and he goes, I really shouldn't. Right. Uh, but they both really want to fuck the kid. Yeah. But they have to go through the machinations of and pretending then, they don't. And then Brian goes, let's be naughty. <laughs> let's be naughty. Uh, and then they kill the child and throw him into a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, and they, Hillary Clinton uh, then uh, it pops her head out of the dumpster like Oscar <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> hey, it's me, Hillary Clinton. You guys fucking another kid? No, Hillary, I wasn't fucking yeah. no kid. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton's there for Bill, some reason. Bill Clinton is, no, I was not. Bill Clinton's there, but he's dressed as Big Bird for no reason. <laughs> Hillary, come on. I was just teaching the kid how to spell. I swear I wasn't sodomizing it. And then Hillary uh, becomes Large Marge in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yep. Tell him Bill and Hill sent you. <laughs> 
right before you're fucking a kid, you see the big cartoon eyes that pop out in the movie. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's ex- Jace, Jace, I'm not joking. That's mm-hmm. literally what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what is right. happening. And this is not a bit. You should take everything we say on this podcast mm-hmm. as a fact that we truly but that's believe. why I love the yeah. current president because it's been pros- prophesized. If you look at Revelations and and a little bit of Ephesians, mm-hmm. and if you uh you just kind, a little bit, and if you just scroll through forums and read schizophrenic posts, <laughs> just I'm telling you, it's all there. It's all there. There are people out there who have completely lost their mind, and their family tells mm-hmm. everyone that they've died. And, <laughs> And if you read their post, they actually know that Trump is the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. and he's going to—he is going to drain the swamp. Yep. Yeah. He's going to drain the mother effing swamp. Yeah. I'll tell and you, bring Christ you've, back. You've to turned my father's the- house into a, <laughs> a den of thieves. <laughs> my God, my God, why have you not tagged me in this post? <laughs> my God, my God, why have you taxed me on these monies? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's the real thing is like some people think like your real news comes from MSNBC or CNN. It really comes with a 14 year old with no arms or legs who is so autistic. It's become airborne at this point. Wait, who's this guy? Just some a guy on 4chan. <laughs> it's just some guy that types with his nose. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. any guy on 4chan. <laughs> actually, a lot of people know Stephen Hawking invented 4chan. Really? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, uh, Stephen Hawking is actually related to Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Tony Hawking. <laughs> Tony Hawking. Yeah. Watch me do this 900. You fucking loser. Yeah. It was like a Bob Einstein and Albert Brooks thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Tony changed his name because he just wanted to, you know, do his own thing. Right. Exactly. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to get out from his dad's footsteps. The famous Hawking <laughs> yep. skaters. Yeah. <laughs> he breaks his own neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but actually, a lot of people don't know that Stephen Hawking could fucking shred, bro. Yeah. He really could. He could yeah, do it. Yeah. He could do it 8,000. Mm hmm. Well, well, you, there was that cheat code on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 where you could play as Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Stephen Hawking built the video game. <laughs> Stephen Hawking invented skateboarding video games, which had never been done before. I mean, this, just think of Stephen Hawking trying to drop in on an uh, emptied swimming pool. <laughs> just, it's so fucked right. up. Yeah, Stephen, you can do it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> And I'm going to shred hard. <laughs> Just immediately hits the bottom. His head explodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But you know what? He died doing what he loved. Eating uh, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> eating asphalt. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder how he cheated on his wife. That is really amazing. That's, that's what proves how smart he is, is that he fucked other people. I mean, it's mind games, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chicks dig a hot ass brain. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Dude, sometimes I'll go to like a bar and I'll just have my timetables out. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'll just start doing mm-hmm. all of them real fast with right. a timer, and then I'll like wipe some sweat off, and I'll just I'll I'll like I get into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get lost right. in the mathematics. You'll hand a lady your calculator and go, "Give me your number real quick." Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your number on this abacus real quick. And then I look up, and there's just women just staring. They're sweating <laughs> like visibly, just aroused. You know what the number one? Uh, uh, I know about the number one. The number. <laughs> you, the number you hear about this, folks? This you hear about it? If you've looked into porn search wards, search uh, wards, search war, war <laughs> oh, okay. Search, I thought you meant it was a, a war, award search. for people who have searched for too much porn. <laughs> um, no, that's not what I mean. All right, so <laughs> you're pissed. No, fuck you. Actually, the, the number one search word for women when they're looking up porn 
is Pinky and the Brain form. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because they fucking love the brain, dude. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a mastermind genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. One in the Pinky, two in the Brain. Yeah. That's what, what I always you say. What you all do tonight, Pinky <laughs> Brain? Like, I want to fuck women. <laughs> I want the same thing I do every night. Oh, Brain, but we fuck women every night. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brain, you fucked four women last night. Narf! <laughs> That's what he when he comes he sells narf. He says narf. Yeah, narf. Like the the character narf from He Man. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Pinky would say narf a lot. Oh, I I, I don't watch children's shows. I'm sorry. Well, you're yeah. missing out. Hey, well, uh, speaking of children, mm-hmm. uh, did you see? <laughs> you hear about <laughs> this, folks? You you guys. Uh, somebody mentioned to me the uh, the girl speaking at the UN, and that we were going to talk about that. And so I watched a video. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was not funny. And I want to bring it up right now. Yeah, I don't want to talk about her at all. No? No. <laughs> oh, well, you said that's what we were going to talk about. Well, so I was like, I was ready. Kevin, God, I should have told you before the podcast, gay spot there. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Why do you think you didn't want us, us to see this chick last night? It was, it was, <laughs> it was her? Greta right. was uh, overseas. She was in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She stopped by uh, right. Eagle I was Rock, like, California. Greta, we should catch up. I knew her from the Peace Corps back in the day. We used to hang out all the time. Yep. Where is she from? You did nothing um, with her, though. The Ukraine? No, did nothing. I'll say um, that on the podcast. We did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We're just upstairs hanging out. We played some dominoes. Yeah. When she I wanted say- to fuck. And then at, when you were like, look, I, you're too young. I can't do this. She's like... <laughs> You step on my my childhood <laughs> dreams. You ruin my future. I will break you like Exxon Mobil has broken ozone layer. I want you to fuck me like China has fucked the economy. It's me, Greta Thunberg. What's her name? Thunberg. I, don't know, I didn't even know. It is me, Greta Thunberg. I, in my mind, I was gonna I was gonna bring it up, and you were gonna go, "Oh yeah," and then we were gonna launch into just a hilarious bit. No, sorry, I don't. It's just like every like turd has been shoved down that toilet already. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of turds on Twitter recently. And I'm trying to like get completely above talking about any Twitter bullshit. Yep. Was it a Shane Smith? Who's a guy? At, uh, uh, what's the guy? Seth Simon. Seth Simon actually gave Ben a, sh- a shout out today. Did he really? Did you see that? No. What did he say? He wrote an article. <laughs> he gave Ben a shout. out. He actually wrote a podcast, an article about how this podcast is problematic. Uh, brain jail. No, he wrote an article about the Legion of Skanks, and he mentioned um, you and Tim recording with Shane, uh, Gavin McGinnis, a couple yeah. of months ago. Oh, with oh the episode we did with Gavin over Skype? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did he say about it? He said it was really funny, and you guys had some great points. <laughs> yeah, he said it was the beginning of laughter. Right. He said they record with Tim, and he goes, in 30 seconds in, Gavin did a ching-chong voice and then shot a kid in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... <sighs> I don't think they would mind if he shot a kid. It's saying ching-chong. <laughs> That's the real evil in right. this Because you're not your actions, scenario. you're your words. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just say something. Regardless yeah. of what you do, who gives a fuck? Well, some people might be mad at me saying this, but I'm sorry. Gavin's really funny. <laughs> listen, listen. He was He's a clown, and he was a funny guy, and he got like roped into politics, and the Proud Boys was a joke, and it was a bad move. It was a bad look. It got out of hand. Are you talking about Donald Trump? Talking about... <laughs> What am I talking about? Gavin McGinnis. I'm talking about making fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? I'm talking about you and me producing podcasts for the (laughs) alt-right. Wow. We can make a lot of fucking cash, okay? Well, you're Jack Nicholson now. We can make a lot of cash. Well, hey, there's Doc, a of, there's a you lot wanna, of Nazis out there. Doc, you want to talk about black people on the internet? Huh? 
Come on, get yourself a pod. <laughs> Kevin, imagine this. Imagine this. Upstate New Jersey, right? You, me, Gavin McGinnis, Milo Yiannopoulos. Free speech TV. <laughs> you and me, buddy. We can run the whole operation. We're going to call it the Joker Network. <laughs> I'm going to do every episode as the Joker. Come on, man. <laughs> Think about it, man. The Patreon's going to be wild, Jack. These, we'll be these getting Nazis. so much poo nanny. Well, we can't go on Patreon, Jack. <laughs> the Banas. Banus. You know why they'll ban it? Why they'll ban us? Because we're so fucking funny. That's why. That's why they hate the alt-right. Because they're so original and unique. Their voice, their voice, their voice is so just so unique. When you hear them, you go, good lord, I've never heard a take like this. Right. And God, I've never seen the, all in the family ever. Ever. <laughs> I mean, you got a group of guys sitting around, uh, uh, you know, saying that the Jews have caused all the wars in the world. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it's it's one of the best ideas. I've ever You're the joke. You're turning into the show. I'm the joke. <laughs> I must start the podcast. <laughs> it is. It's it's hard to. You want to know how I got these microphones, right. Joker? Stop talking about Nanette. Don't talk about Nanette like that. Oh, Batman's. Uh, he's a he's a SJW. Yeah, Batman's an SJW. <laughs> he he actually he uh, he ran away and he hold got on. <laughs> so, hold on. Somebody's talking about Asians across town. <laughs> I gotta go. I set up a sonar system that hears when anybody says the word Ching Chong in the city of Gotham. I'm gonna go to a set with no laughter. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of applause breaks. I gotta go. Right. They're pissed at the Joker because he keeps killing. Like, he's destroying in every room. Yeah, yeah. He's just, like, fucking the chair, doing, like, Down Syndrome voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good shit. Right. What if I had Down Syndrome? I think you go a little something like this. I'm retarded, everybody. <laughs> Get off the stage! <laughs> How dare you? This is my nephew. I brought him here. I don't realize uh, Batman kind of sounds a lot like Alex Jones. Have oh, you yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe Alex Jones is Batman? Maybe. I have classified... Listen, this is a family program. I have. I was waiting for Ben to go and no, do no, it. I'll you, just do it. You can I have classified documents. This is, this is a family program, so I apologize. But I have classified documents that says that the Joker is an interdimensional reptile that is fucking kids and eating them. Making them gay. Making them gay. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be the guy here. But somebody's got to be the guy. <laughs> uh, pe- people write into the program. They say, uh, you know, Master Wayne. <laughs> How do you feel about this whole Hillary Clinton being a pedophile stuff? And I always say to them, I say, uh, uh, I say uh, down with the, the globalists. <laughs> it's not. Sorry, I, it's. If Alex Jones was the Batman, he, I, I, uh, he'd still be uh, fighting uh, pedophiles. <laughs> I know. I know this is a family program, so I do apologize. Master Instead Wine. of the Batmobile, it's a Dodge Charger. <laughs> <laughs> Master Wine, a, chal- a challenge. Yeah. Damn it, Master Wine. We. I blew it. <laughs> I blew it again with Kevin, the horrible riffs. Kevin, I'm not joking. Get off the mic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No problem. I'm happy. I'm if happy to go. If you're going to fucking reference Charlottesville, get it fucking right. <laughs> I, I you're apologize. the comic book guy for all right tragedies. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually here. Actually, it was, it was February Challenger. 9th when Dylan Roof shut up that church. <laughs> it, it, hold on. If anyone is listening to this, though, with the whole Gavin thing, it's like the Gavin thing was an interesting story and, and no one had really, uh, you know, I just I just think it was an interesting story. And Gavin is, is a funny dude. 
So right. Well, you guys aren't also endorsing him by having on the podcast. Yeah. No, Tim just also saying he's disag- a really good guy that people should listen to. Tim, all the time. if you listen to the interview, Tim disagreed with uh, some points that Gavin made. Like, yeah, but know, it's almost Gavin said like gay people are people and should get married and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man. Well, Gavin's wife is a she's a Hillary supporter. She, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, she's. I mean, women. And then the and another thing people <laughs> don't understand is the Proud Boys are not just exclusively white. Yeah, that is not a thing. But I, I, I yeah, want it's s- actually spelled proud boys with a Z. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Well, hold, hold on. <laughs> proud boys in the hood. Hold on. I got to I got to say this. I don't like I don't like playing this game where you have to defend having someone on your podcast. Here's what I would lo- the conversation I'd like to have. Uh-huh. If you watch Steven Crowder and all these guys, it's just not funny. No, it's not. I tried to watch a segment the other day they had of like, what are the top 10 tranny ice cream flavors? And it was like. <laughs> Dude, and the jokes were like fucking knock knock. It's right. not. It's just yeah. not funny. Mm-hmm. It, and so, like, funny. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to defend someone of of like, you know, are they entertaining? Mm-hmm. And are and if they're not inciting violence or anything like that, then I don't huh. have an it's, issue. It's almost as if it. you guys are like trying to grow your audience by having interesting guests on or something. Yeah, I mean, it's huh, huh, um, huh. <laughs> That's crazy. It's not. It's, it's not even about growing the audience. It was just like it thought oh. it would be an interesting conversation, and it was. It was an interesting conversation. So, yeah. uh, I mean, no one's mad about it, right? Are you safe? No, no, no. You're fine. I'm you, sorry to. Are you, <laughs> okay. are you safe? Are well, you I safe right now? Ben? I just don't know if anyone would be listening to this. And I know, And by the way, I'm not speaking for. I'm not speaking for Tim or anything. This is just like what I believe. Like I. So. Yeah, you know what? If somebody has a problem with you, the guest, it's just like I mean, fuck them. I mean, there's really no nothing. Nobody people can shut the fuck up if they have a problem about a guest that has somebody is right. on. If you start, this you guys is, did the, turn down Dr. Cornell West to have Gavin on though. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that no people need to get over this bullshit that this like association if you have if you have any association with somebody then you're therefore evil mm-hmm. and i don't know it's the same shit where it's just like people are looking at words as opposed to actions and whatnot and it's just it's a lot easier to put somebody in a box and just be like this guy's evil or whatever i know zero about gavin mcginnis uh but it, it's just insane that you can you can't have somebody on a podcast without somebody flipping out yeah, I mean, a lot of people give us flack for having Jason on the podcast, right? Because I fucked every listener. Yeah, <laughs> every single listener, yep. I fucked them. It's crazy that uh, Jace has uh, fucked over five thousand women mm-hmm. just in the last three months. Yeah, yeah, and not one me too. I want to <laughs> point that out. I want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Every single, and we got them right here. We got all the consent files. <laughs> Around here, oh, here, here they are. There we got them right here. Wait, let me wheel it in on a, the dolly. Yeah, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. You dump it and it kills us. It's just yeah. miles of there, there were a couple. There were a lot of the women complained that you wouldn't marry them. <laughs> that was the biggest complaint that they were in love and uh, mm-hmm. and that they just they wanted some uh, some gargantuan children and you refused to give it to them. Yeah, a lot of women want to get torn in half at childbirth. Yeah, yeah, yep. I feel like if I if I ever got a woman pregnant, the kid would just claw its way out. Like it wouldn't even give birth naturally; It'd be it, like alien. Hey, I I don't know if I, man, I've told this story before, but there's my buddy is a basketball coach and he's heard it. <laughs> <laughs> next boo I, I don't know i'm doing the podcast i think i'm in the audience right. and i'm heckling you guys <laughs> boo. <laughs> long story short he coaches basketball at a high school in, in fresno and yeah uh, he's what's his name he's uh what's he's like six eight he's a huge man uh-huh and you he, measured him yeah I, every time i meet him i i'm doing a study on yeah. the uh the fluctuations of height you actually told him to walk into a convenience store so you could see how tall he is yeah at the door i gotta do it i gotta i gotta know i can't even engage in conversation if i don't know your exact height uh are you wearing heels 
Uh, no, so his wife, his wife is like five foot five, mm-hmm. and he's uh, eleven feet tall or whatever. <laughs> and one of his uh, his students that he was coaching basketball for, yeah, uh, he goes, "Oh, hey, you know, hey, this uh, this is my wife right here." The student goes, sees the height variation, goes, "Damn, coach, you must be killing her at night." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. Stop it. How he told me the story as if he was appalled and I just started laughing so hard. Can't believe these kids. Can't believe them. That is the thing I run into on dates sometimes where I know a woman really wants to fuck if she starts mentioning the size of my hands. Because then it's like, oh, you're thinking about like my dick now. And then, you know, we're probably going to have sex. And Hell then yeah. something horrific is going to happen and I'm going to get my feelings hurt or I'm going to hurt your feelings. But you Jace know? wears those uh, Hulk hands. <laughs> you know, those green foam Hulk hands. <laughs> it's a, he's got a full And he rolls up his suit to the, to the hands and he thinks he's spray painted them white. He's wearing a foam, your number one hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer like I'm wearing boxing gloves with two fists. But I just bring it up to my mouth. Man, uh, out of shit. out of all the like kind of weird disabilities to have, mm-hmm. um, I think the one I would choose is the guy that has a tiny hand. Tiny hand, one tiny hand. I'd be tiny hand guy. Would you be tiny crippled hand where it goes into the chest, or just tiny normal? No, hand? just tiny normal hand. Because we do know a comic who has one tiny hand that's completely Dude, normal, besides the fact I, that it's tiny. I never talked to that guy, but I always thought he was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got that tiny hand. Well, he would he would he would put it into his act. Do you remember that one joke he would do where he would be like, "All right, for my next," and he I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but he would basically turn around in the middle of his set, and then he would come back. And oh no no I, no! I remember he, would, he goes he goes. You know how when people do an impression of somebody, they exaggerate a feature of them. So I'm going to do an impression of me real quick. Okay, so this is an impression of me. And then he would turn around. And then when he came back, he had taken a little doll hand that was even smaller than his hand and just put that in his shirt sleeve and held it out. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, dude, so I thought funny. that was What's one of the name? funniest. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen him in like two years, but that dude, he goes up at Westside a lot. He's really funny. Mm, yeah, yeah. His oh, hand yeah. is so tiny. And he's super nice, too. So small. <laughs> Uh, I guys, I got to be honest. I kind of feel bad about what I said about. Did I say anything bad about the Gavin thing or like? No, I think you're probably. Fine. Yeah, you probably said a lot of bad <laughs> shit. I honestly, I there was a part. I just don't think if you have someone on your podcast, that means you agree with everything they believe. Wow, you really believe that? I think I think it's important to have conversation. I mean, this is that's, it, it's not an endorsement of a person just because you have a conversation with them. Yeah, that's what fucking adults do. So you would uh, you'd sit down to breakfast with Hitler? Is that what you're saying? Um, if you had who's a, buying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about that podcast though. That'd be a good episode. Hitler on the pod. Well, yeah. If you, I mean, it'd be like one of the biggest episodes ever. Yeah. I think it'd be our top downloaded episode, probably. Let's hope so. You know, anything to get these numbers up. Uh, no, I don't fuck them, Ben. Nobody, nobody's listening to this podcast is going to have a problem with with the fact that you are a podcast producer on a podcast that had Gavin McGinnis on it. Yeah, but I, mean, I just don't want to speak for anyone I work with because that's not fair. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, Tim's going to fire your ass after this one. You really <laughs> fucked up. It's I just I love how you're just speaking well, for him. I as saw if him, You know all of his thoughts. Well, I, I saw him tweeting at, at <laughs> I think I don't dude. This says Simon's guy. He he has he's a great God. I don't even want to talk about him because he if you're not funny, why should you be able to have an opinion on comedy? You well, don't you 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 can't have an opinion on it. I'll play devil's advocate. He has an opinion on decency is what that's where he would stand. 
and be like, yeah. it's just straight up wrong. Oh, cool. It, got it, yourself one, not like, one for me. No, that very nice. Kevin, Kevin, you're right. You're right. It's just, it's just funny that like the comedy industry is dictated by these people who aren't funny and their opinions on it and the moral decency and stuff. Right. I, and that's really all I want to say about it. But I just don't want to speak for anybody, and I don't want to talk about that guy. I, I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. That those guys, those little fucking guy. I don't. Right. You just had him on your show once. And speaking about, you don't want to talk. No, I was about, talking about Seth. Oh, Seth. You should yeah. have Seth Simons on the podcast. He has. So you can do spoken bird poetry. Yeah, yeah it's a really good bit. Spoken, you know what I, I love about spoken that? Spoken turd poetry. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. <laughs> That's literally like the most zero stakes joke I've ever heard. That spoken bird poetry. Yeah. There's literally nothing being said. Can I have a can I have a retort of empathy here? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like Dude, I feel I honestly feel bad for journalists because the journalists that are doing really fucking cool, awesome work are, for the most part, sort of excommunicated and it's hard for them to make. It's so hard. Dude, these journalists that live in Brooklyn and stuff, they don't make a lot of money. Yeah. They don't make good money. And the only way they can stay at their job is by getting clicks. So they have to write this bullshit. And a lot of them probably wanted to be like real journalists. A Mm -hmm. lot of them also didn't. But I just I I feel bad that people feel like to 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 have either a point of contention or feel like they have a place at the table in journalism they have to attack people and maybe they don't even, don't even know they're doing that really yeah right there's well, definitely some cynicism in there where i think people don't want to be having to talk about trump all the time or sure. like real investigative journalism is pretty much almost dead at D- this point jace look, look at it this way maybe maybe seth was like oh fuck i didn't actually think i was going to get this guy fired i thought i was just going to get some like moral decency points and maybe he's like if he could go back he wouldn't spread that thing about yeah Shane. yeah i think and i don't know the answer to that i think he because he doubled down with a new article i think he probably wanted to get a guy fired i think my point of empathy for that guy Seth Simons, if you don't know comedy he's a guy who got shane gillis fired off snl and he wrote another article that um, ben was featured in quickly um about other like legion of skanks type people yeah. anti-comedy type stuff i really honestly feel bad for a guy like that because when you watch a video of him and if you watch it with real empathy in your heart you take all the comedy stuff out it's like clearly a guy who wants to be in this world is not funny at all yeah can't really do anything so this is like his niche of like trying to find a community and i think anybody who's mentally ill enough to spend like he doesn't get paid for any of this stuff well he had that shit on deck too yeah, he had shit on deck. He had shit on deck. He's running like some stuff for sleep. It's like it's really sad that this is like the resorts this guy will go to. He's spending. We were talking about it earlier, joking around. Like he's spending his day watching Legion of Skanks videos. Like right. he's just watching bits about like, hey, what if a retarded guy ate throw up? You know, and it's like, well, this is your life now. Like, That's a good bit, though. It, can I use that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if a retarded guy ate throw up? Like he's a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people. <clears throat> these people are so. They're so lost, man. Mm-hmm. They're so lost. Well, the weird it's thing, sad. the weird thing now is I, I talked to you about this, or you're seeing it on the other side too, where now there's a lot of anti PC people coming up and they're just as fucking lost because at the end of the day, if you're ranting about, you know, um, like racist jokes or sexist jokes, or you're ranting about people being mad about your jokes, you're just not even creating anything. You're spending all of your mental energy worried about what somebody else says about you. So it's like kind of all hack. Yeah. And even the people who are like anti PC are kind of existing in a state of moralism. If you really think about it. Right. Because they're like, no, you have to exist as this way where everything's fine. No matter what you say, it's like, well, now you're placing a rule on other people as well. 
if you truly did not give a shit, you would just make a joke. And when somebody complained, you'd be like, oh, I, sorry, yeah. you're finished. I don't care. And then just go on creating other yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, I, if you just you look at everything relatively as far as like, <clears throat> you know, they it's a Chappelle said it forever ago, or I think it was Dave Chappelle. It was essentially that it was Morgan Freeman. It was Morgan Freeman <laughs> uh, that everything's funny until a joke is about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you follow that logic out mm-hmm. enough, then you can't joke about anything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, should, I mean, we, you know, we, we do a, we do a, we have a beautiful song about fried rice on this <laughs> podcast that gives uh, Jace the sweats mm-hmm. uh, from the top of his head down the crack of his The last ass. time you guys did, I almost blacked out on the podcast. It w- I, you know what? We should try to get you to black out. Uh, all of that would uh, be cultural appropriation. Right. So yeah, exactly. I wish you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I white out. Yeah, but I, I, it's just like, I don't know. I just wish people would settle yeah. the fuck down. It's just the, the ultimatums of like, if you do this one thing, then I know everything about your entire life and who you are. You know? You, they, they, you mark one moment in time and it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, you know, because he said, you know, something on a podcast or whatever. Right. Or even like, you know, it's kind of funny, like reading the Seth Simons article. I was like, you know, if I'm approaching this from a real state of empathy, empathy, he does have some points. You know, he has some good points. Like a lot of the humor he brings up is kind of lazy. You know what I mean? And people oh, could yeah. do better for sure. Um, and I'm talking about those people who exist in that anti-PC world where they're like, oh, you didn't like that joke? Faggot. And it's like, well, that's not comedy either. Yeah. Neither of these groups are doing yeah, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like us on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always like to. Uh, I, yeah. I used it, to do a bit where I go on stage and be like, uh, yeah, I just killed my kids, drowned them in a pool. Uh, and uh, <laughs> then I uh, found my wife and I uh, disemboweled her. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, too dark for the room. It's like, no, you didn't say a fucking punchline, you dumbass. Yeah. You're just saying horrible things to try to get people to... That's why I hate having these conversations, because I feel like I'm losing just by engaging. Yeah, you are, because now people are going, okay, and you say, you do one thing, you're a piece of shit, he probably did one thing. (laughs) He probably has a one thing. By the way, I know one comic in New York. I don't know if I told either of you guys about this. I knew one comic in New York who, he wasn't anti-PC or anything, but he just did... He went up and he kind of looked like a fat Beetlejuice. Like, he had like this hair black hair that stood straight up and he wore these huge like milton burl glasses or sorry like um george byrne glasses oh you're talking about beetlejuice from howard stern yeah from howard okay. stern <laughs> i just want to make which beetlejuice right he'd go up he was four feet tall he'd be like motherfucker shit you well know? that's what's like we were like a big fat beetlejuice i was like and then the glasses i'm like okay, no anyway. like the actual movie beetlejuice <laughs> Fair enough. um and he would just go up, he's like i love putting an onion ring on my dick brother and he'd start shaking <laughs> And sweating, and it was so funny to watch. Yeah. And then I figured out maybe a year ago that this guy killed his mom by cutting her head off. No fucking <laughs> he way. He had like a mental episode, drove down to Virginia Beach, cut his mom's head off, and then like drove it back up to New York, and he's like in prison for life now. Did he put an onion ring on her neck? Yeah, he put an onion ring on her neck. <laughs> <laughs> was, she wouldn't subscribe to his Patreon, so he had to kill her. Yeah, I get <laughs> it, man. If yep. you can't get the support from those close to you, <laughs> you know... It's you know it's a real rocky rocky start right like Jesus said you know you know a prophet is always disowned in his hometown so cut yeah. your mom's head off yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a beautiful quote <laughs> New American Standard yeah New American I'm a New American Standard version yeah. myself yeah I, I'm a big in a SB you have the NWA Bible New American Standard Standard Bible oh the NOS Bible the wait King James this is more like the Rick James version of the Bible. <laughs> wasn't that a real christian comedian? yeah so i have this dvd of uh, it's called like disciples of or acts of comedy right is what it's called and there's a 
for anyone that didn't grow up in the church, there's a book called Acts in the Bible. Okay, that was ASK. Yeah. The whole name of the book is... uh, Ben made like a sitcom look at me like, Ugh. yeah, Ben, I've never seen you get uh, like that face uh, after a joke like that. That's usually like right down the middle for you. Are you growing? Well, well now I'm being watched like a hawk. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being watched. Ben rolled his eyes when I said ASK. Dude, so you're aware. I'm under fucking fire because I turned the knobs. You know, so, so I turn the knobs for podcasts and make them louder or softer. Somebody's going to go, man, I really, Ben was a real piece of shit. I thought he was a bad guy. You know, because you know, the whole Gavin McGinnis thing. But then he rolled his eyes at, an, at a comment. <laughs> That had racial undertones, um, so maybe he's a good guy. Well, yeah. people have already got mad. People have messaged me. Wait, can you do like, this Acts of the Apostle thing real quick, though? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, I got my, uh, he goes, I got my uh, uh, Bible at the ninety nine cent store. So it, it's hard when I go on Bible studies with a woman I'm trying to date because because <laughs> I only got half the Bible in here because <laughs> they don't it doesn't have all the books. And she's like, she's like. Come, come on, baby. Let's just study Revelations. I'm like, no, let's go back here to Exodus where they're part the Red Sea back here. He's like, cause my Bible don't, my Bible got issues. Right, my my Bible, Bible don't go back that my far. My Bible got issues. He, he's like, this isn't the King James version. This is the Rick James version. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and he was like, he's like, you know, when you day in a woman who used to be a hoe, um, he was like the one black comic on the show. He was the he, funniest comic. I don't think yeah. he said hoe though. I'm trying to think what he actually said. He's like, you know, I, I, I dated some women who are kind of like, you know, like Rachel in the Bible. You know, they're kind of loose women. Yeah, that was it. That was yeah, it. Yeah. They're kind of loose women. So, yeah. you know, I take her to church. She's trying to pretend she knows what she's doing. She opens up her Bible. She's highlighted the word the, folks. <laughs> she don't even know what she highlighted. I'm supposed to bring this back home to my wife, to my, to my, <laughs> my mom. Is <laughs> there Mormon now? Yeah. Well, it was also funny because every other comic was a white guy. And every single bit was a, of theirs was about how horny you are as a teenager, how much you want to fuck, and how much Relatable. they hate their wife and kids. Really? And it was terrible comedy for an Ben put it on for me and Matt Lockwood, and it was an hour 15 of the worst comedy I'd ever seen in my life about being religious. Even and worse than this podcast? Even worse than this podcast. <laughs> and then it ends, and it goes to like a featurette on them talking about their actual lives. And they're like, yeah, you know, man, I was uh, in a deep, dark place. I actually was addicted to meth, and I killed a guy. And now I found Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I want to mm-hmm. die every day. Yeah. And it was just, it was the saddest shit I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, I uh, I tried to do Christian comedy for a little while. Did you actually tour as a Christian comic? Um, I love your Christian material. It's so good, dude. It really is. Can it, you do the leaf joke? <laughs> can you, please, Kevin? <laughs> Who's, I'm going to go up and piss, but please do the leaf joke. Yeah, do the leaf joke. Oh, this is great. An audience of one. <laughs> It's how I'm I always the one who laughs on the I podcast. The yeah, he's got to go out of your dick, <laughs> piece of shit. Uh, yeah, folks, let me tell you, I'm on, I'm on fire for the Lord, right? In fuego, right? They're Jesus, Savior, Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy Spirit. I love them all, hundred percent. Hey, folks, how we doing? <laughs> Can I get an amen? You're in the church from the righteous gemstones. Right let now. me ask you something. If you all believe in the Trinity, give me a hey. Hey, that, <clears throat> only one of you, but fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Now, look, I read through my Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm taking it as God breathed scripture from the mouth of God to the pen of the prophet <laughs> into the Bible, scripture, God breathed, uh, you know, and, you know, I read every word and I take it to heart as truth from my <laughs> Lord and Savior. But folks, if I can be honest, I had a test of faith the other day. I had a test of faith. I was in Genesis and I, they said that when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, mm-hmm. they realized that they were naked. And they covered themselves in shame. Now, y'all, I hear this, you know, and I'm I'm going. I get it. You know? 
know, I get it. You're sinful. You want to cover yourselves in shame. But then the Bible does something that really takes me out of it. It tells me that they covered themselves with a fig leaf. <laughs> are you? Are you serious, sir, guy? I mean, come on now. The most sandpaper-like leaf in the garden. You got exposed dick and balls. You know, not circumcised. You know, they were the first ones. You know, You're so saying far, dick and balls in the church, yeah, though. Yeah. He got his cock and balls rubbing up against the most sandpaper life leaf. Like, and there, ha- there were palm fronds around. Right. You, you know, know I mean? You know Adam. Fuck good. Where's the stool at? I asked him for a stool. <laughs> Where, hey, where's I need the, a stool for this next bit. You know Adam be fucking good and shit in the in the garden, dude. I remember I'd, I'd be writing bits and I'd be I'd become I'd come to a point like that where it's like we're talking about and and in my mind it works in stories. So like I'm thinking, so what's hap- what happens next, you mm-hmm. know? And then I'd try to write a bit and be like, you know, at some point, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, they'd turn back to their kids and be like, you know, you're gonna have to fuck each other. <laughs> I. uh you know, from the mouth of the Lord. And then I'd be like, yeah, I can't do that for yeah. Christian comedy. And then I'm like, uh, I watch Mark Lowry. You guys remember Mark Lowry? No, who's that? He wrote Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy... You remember that one? No, not no. at all. Yeah, that's right, because you guys... That was were, too sacrilegious for us. You guys were psyop Christian <laughs> Satan worshipers, where actually that somebody used uh, fake Christianity to make you uh, like the devil, mm-hmm. um, because no music. No, but he used to do uh, songs like uh, from Song of Solomon, like your nose is like a tower, you know. <laughs> was that talking about Jewish people? It could be. It actually probably was. It was, Sol- was it really? Song of Solomon. So no, I mean that's no, but that's from that's from Song of Solomon. Your nose is like a tower. How is that a metaphor? I have no idea. Read the Bible. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jace. No, no, it's like your nose is like a tower. Your your hips are sheaves of wheat or some shit like that. Your, okay. Your cheeks are like two lambs. Your ass is <laughs> like a crater in the ground. Uh, your tits are like big ass melons. <laughs> Did this dude just think a, a woman was a drawing on a in the wall of a cave that he saw once? <laughs> dude, this is Solomon, dude. He was like he's never down. seen a woman in he, his life. He was the incel caveman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he talks about uh, uh, sitting under your your tree and enjoying your choice fruits and the mountains of Beether, which were two mm. mountains that were huge mountains that were right next to each other. This is real shit. So they look uh, like titties. They look like titties. Uh-huh. It's in the Bible. And so, so he was the wisest man to ever live, supposedly, right? I don't know. King, yeah, Solomon. King so, Solomon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this guy was definitely an incel. <laughs> uh-huh. Smartest guys I know, they don't fuck. Yeah. King Solomon actually looked like that guy who created A-Chan. Mm-hmm. Just a little midget in a wheelchair. <laughs> yep. And he was like, we should cut the baby in half so you can split it. And one of whoever wants the baby should fuck me right now. And if you fuck me, you get the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the smartest guys to ever live haven't touched the stuff. <laughs> you know who actually was legitimately a virgin his entire life? And he said, said to date, he said, uh, like on his deathbed, it was his the hardest thing he ever did was not have sex, would be celibate his entire life. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Yeah, he, really. He invented man, calculus. The inv- guy invented gravity literally because he was so horny. He was he thinking about boobs gravity. the whole time. Yeah, he's like, wait, I like when the titties are up high. <laughs> he was, and then like, but you get an older lady, her right. titties are kind of down low. He was thinking well, about what's some that s- all about? And he was sitting uh, underneath the bleachers, and a titty hit him in the face. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait, do, do you know the apple story? It's actually true. He was fucking the shit out of the tree, <laughs> and a bunch of apples hit him on his head, on his damn noggin. Yeah, that was his uh, flux capacitor moment. 
Yeah. Capacity. Marty, <laughs> Marty, we have to invent gravity, Marty. <laughs> invent gravity. Marty, we have to not fuck. We have to go back in time because I fucked once. <laughs> I have to die a virgin, Marty. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, what about Back to the Future, but they're going back in time to just get Dylan Roof laid one time so he won't shoot up that church? Oh, wow. Talk about a spinoff. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I, I would watch that. Just... I kind of like that. A TV show where people go back in time and stop mass shootings from happening. By just fucking the people who do the mass shootings. Yeah, it's, it's just, like one whore time traveler. It's kind of what the OA is. <laughs> I haven't seen the OA. Uh, well, Wait, sorry, what? Overuse Anonymous? Well, I don't want to reveal anything about the ending, but uh, she, uh, she she fucks the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> she fucks him. Right. She rides that moldy yep. dick out in the woods. And then she... <laughs> Then she goes in the second season. She goes uh, over to uh, fucking uh, to the where the Taliban are, uh-huh. and she sucks every single one of them <laughs> off. And she stops nine eleven. Right, but they cut her head off immediately, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it was actually Al Qaeda. Netflix is doing some good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, they're she, putting some good stuff out, dude. She sucked off Osama bin Laden so hard <laughs> in the second season. Yeah, it was four episodes long of her blowing right. Osama bin Laden. If you in actually, cave. if you Os- actually, Osama bin coming more like it. Yeah. You know? If you actually look at the tapes of him speaking after nine eleven into that camera, you can see her giving him head yeah. on the bottom of the mm-hmm. camera. Yeah. He was just Osama bin Laden was actually so horny that he was he wanted the airplane to titty fuck the towers. <laughs> And that if you think about thing. it, the Pentagon kind of looks like an asshole. He was trying to just fly into the center mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Well, that was the money shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily, uh, but and he that didn't field get that. was just a pubic bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he uh, he didn't get the Pentagon on tape though. Yeah, he I didn't know. get it on tape, and he so he couldn't beat off to it later. <laughs> yeah, it's a real. And uh, that's why he just had to jack off a lot <laughs> until uh, until the badass motherfucking. Uh, Still team, still team six, six yeah. the most badass motherfuckers to ever grace. Yeah, those the are planet. some real motherfuckers. Jason, <laughs> what is this? I, every time Sometime? I'm in a bar, I go, if there's any seal team six people in here, let me buy you a fucking drink. I, I do. I, I start every comedy buy. show that way. I go for any seal team six folks in here. I'm like, I'll buy you a goddamn beer. I always, I buy a fireman beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I buy cops beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I buy them all beer. I buy cops a lot of beer and I'm like, keep up the good work. Yep. Yeah. Do I, what you're doing. I buy meter maids beer. <laughs> any, anybody who works Kids. for the government. Mm-hmm. Babies. Uh, I'll buy a beer. I'm all about it. Sometimes I'll just if go to the IRS with a 12 yeah. pack. Mm-hmm. You know, I just be like, keep doing the work. You guys are just <laughs> keep crushing it. But Kevin, if you do, you do not, do you not know anything about Seal Team Six? <laughs> no, you don't know anything about Seal Team Six. I know there were six of them. Jace, yeah, <laughs> we got to tell them about Seal Team. Yeah, six. let's 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 lay it on you, Kevin. Seal Team Six. Imagine, okay, close your eyes. Okay. That will, Kevin. We're on camera. No, <laughs> close your eyes. The camera went out about forty minutes ago. Oh, okay, okay. Right. well, close your wow. eyes anyway. Can you hear him? <laughs> He's sticking his eye in the mic. They're closed. Can you hear him? You're giving yourself pink eye Can right now. Can you hear now. my yeah, eyes? You probably are giving yourself pink eye. I really am. There's a lot of fucking ass mouths in here that talk on these microphones. Giving yourself pink guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Seal Team 69. Kevin, so close your eyes and imagine the platonic male. Just imagine that. Plutonic male? Or, well, the platonic ideal. Isn't that, isn't that also a way to... What are you talking about? Like the platonic ideal of something? Like not fucking ideal? No, but platonic as in like the perfect I the representation of something like a, a platonic. Am I using? I think you're using platonic incorrectly. Platonic means that you're friends, but you're not intimate. 
So the the everyman, the the, the the perfect man, the most man of all men, the ideal man. Well, now I just feel stupid. Well, huge <laughs> Jackman. I don't know. You shouldn't have believed that you were smart because you wouldn't have left your let yourself down. Well, right I don't now. think I'm smart, but I don't think I'm fucking stupid. All right, and I just prove that I am dumb as shit. Well, I'm dumb as shit. I prove it every day. All right, uh, you want to go? <laughs> oh fucking! I'm stupid. <laughs> you don't believe it? Well, you guys fight over who's the most stupid. I'm way dumber than you, dude. <laughs> I'm dumber than anybody in this room. I'm way fucking dumber than you. Look, I got my degree my uh, at uh, Fresno City College. All right, can any can you guys say that? Can you say that? <laughs> no, because we went to Abilene Christian University. Pla- Abil- oh, here it is. Plato believed the physical world to be an echo of an ideal world, platonic ideals. Oh, you mean like in- referring to Plato? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called Platonic. Oh. It's not. I'm making that up. I think it actually I would love for you to just get on with the story. So (laughs) imagine the platonic ideal of a man in your mind. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Or ideal man would have worked. Describe to me what he looks like in your head. Uh, Well, he's white. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let me me start right there. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's in good shape. Oh, yeah. He's probably... I don't know. Uh, how tall are you, Jason? Six five. He's six five. Um, he fucks all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves. Uh, he lives in extremes. So it's either no sleeves or long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of man he is. Um, he dips. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves sports. Um, uh, he could. He. You know. That he could fucking kill you at any moment, but he doesn't. Great, because he's a philanthropist. Okay, now, so now you have an an image is for, forming in I your mind, that. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> an image is forming in your mind. Yeah, great shape, stubble. Yeah. Okay, now imagine a guy that's literally a trillion times more badass, <laughs> wow. and then times that by six, <laughs> and you have SEAL Team Six, my yeah, friend. Yeah, six trillion SEAL Team Six. God, can you imagine if I ever got to meet anyone in SEAL Team Six, Jace? I would literally suck them off. I, I, I would I, suck their fucking cock. I kind of appreciate right this there. bit, but I don't know what it's based in. So it's kind of like we're fishing and you're just pretending you caught a fish and you're like going through the motions of like pulling it. I'm like, oh yeah, yank on it. Yeah, get the get the net out like you're going to get it out of the water. But I still don't know what the fish is. Like why, why do you love SEAL Team 6 so much? Because they're so fucking... Dude. <laughs> okay. We, I guess we have to go through all this again. Yeah, yeah. The guy that was in your mind. Yeah literally six to the trillion power yeah, yeah, yeah. More, times more badass than that yeah. times six yeah that's six trillion <laughs> so exponentially wait is this going op- on forever and ever are we on opposite in- day infinity <laughs> is this opposite day <laughs> i'm talking you were like oh I, the guy i'm imagining he fucks all the time yeah still team six if you're in still team six you're literally never not having sex at any given moment damn <laughs> sleeping awake <laughs> Whether you're in battle, you're always fucking. They were actually you're never s- not inside of a pussy. They were getting sucked huh. off when they shot Bin Laden. Yes. <laughs> all, of them, all of them had a little woman. They were 69ing while they went through the compound. They had like a baby people. Bjorn, but they're the women are upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were actually, when they uh, knocked the door open, they go, Osama! And then he turned his head and then they shot him. Dude, I'm Bin Laden. W- they didn't even give a shit about 9-11 anymore. That right. was like 18 years ago. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Then it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. They literally just killed him because he's a fucking incel dork <laughs> sitting in a cave, jacking off, 
watching porn. Yeah, watching a lot of porn. They should just give him a wedgie. <laughs> give, <laughs> give him a swirl. Dude, that would be so much better if they broke in, gave him a swirly, recorded they that, and wet, released it to the world. They give him a wet willy, mm-hmm. push him into his own locker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dude, they should have captured him and just shoved him in a locker in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> no, they put him in a high school. Uh-huh. and then uh, That's how they tortured the prisoners. They just called them gay. <laughs> Yeah, they just call them. Gay they bring wild. in a, a football, high school football team, and they just call them gay and yeah. give them wedges. Yeah, <laughs> they please, just, I'll tell you anything, any secret you want. Um, hey, so I have to leave now. Okay, but I, I wanted to get into a serious thing about how I, how I like believe in myself now. Mm-hmm. But I gotta go. So, oh. but I'm just telling you guys, I'm working on believing in myself and being confident in myself, and I'm, I love you guys a lot. I love I you too. Love that, you too, buddy. That makes one of us. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm glad for you. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You're uh, well. Uh, Ben's got to go. Uh, um, record with Gavin McGinnis real quick. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a, he's got a Proud Boys meeting, yeah. and nobody's ironed the hoods. <laughs> and who's somebody's yeah. got to do it? They got to be pointy. That's the thing about Beatrice. Did you starch my hood? Damn it! <laughs> you better goddamn starch this damn hood. <laughs> Nobody wants me going out to the clan meeting with a droopy ass right. hood. I actually go to the cleaners, and I use a Chinese cleaner to have my uh, hood cleaned. <laughs> and I go, how did you get this white supremacist so it's so clean? He goes, ancient Chinese secret. Oh. I'm like, you know what? All right, love you guys. All right, I'm bye. leaving. All right, bye. bye, buddy. Ben's going to the comedy store because he wrote a joke on David Spade's. That's not why I'm going. No. Yeah, you can't talk off mic. Nobody can hear you. Well, I, that's not why he's going, is what he said. But uh, he did get a joke on uh, David Spade's new show. <laughs> oh, he's going to go cheat on his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. His come fiance. on, be My cool, bad. dude. well what do we learn about ben in this episode he loves seal team six and he loves himself yeah that's good yeah and i think the more you love yourself the more you love our uh nation's defenders yeah Mm. yep i uh i think we should spend more money on the defense budget (laughs) i you know because i five billion not enough that's the thing like i never spend the money on my own defense budget you know what i mean if i i think psychologically we should model our lives based on the american government you want to like a lot of drones and shit is what you're saying yeah well i mean really i I need to metaphorically get some drones in my life to shoot down the negativity right you know what i mean (laughs) if you're bombing on stage you just like whisper into your like fucking um wrist just like we're go for uh I'm whispering into my own shoulder. Oh no, I guess I can't finish my set. I've just been shot. You're the guy, you're bombing so badly, Kevin, that you call a bomb threat in on stage to mm-hmm. get the club shut down. Dude, we, uh, so I just came from Hollywood. Right. Holly Weird is what I call it. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did a show where I had to, uh, we had to pretend that it was a like that it was a taping, so we treated the audience as if they were like paid extras. Uh-huh. And uh, it put me in this weird headspace where, like, because they were like they wanted us to do stand up beforehand, mm-hmm. but they wanted it to be as if like I was just the ticket taker. And then they're like, "Hey, you do stand up, right?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I guess." And then I go up there and I had to stand on like a chair because the cameraman's like, oh, it's, "I got to get a better eye line," mm-hmm. and I just ate shit. <laughs> And then I had to pretend to be a psychiatric doctor, right. and I crushed that. I nice. crushed it. Good because, for you. Uh, because I wasn't funny in that role, and I think that really suited me. You know. <laughs> so you're telling me the only time you did badly was when you were being yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. You know, and that's a real lesson. 
uh, for my life that I just stop being yourself. Stop being yourself. Honestly, yeah. Stop being who you are. Yeah. I don't want to be me. Well, stop being the stories that you tell yourself, which was something we were talking about the other day. Yeah. Stop being the narratives you give yourself for your life. Yeah, but then I'm going to, in my head, who am I going to say uh, is a piece of shit all the time? <laughs> you know? Where's that energy going to go? You could direct it to Trump or whatever. Eh. Or you could just say you're good. I'm not a hack. I'd rather be <laughs> depressed and suicidal than a hack. No, but we were talking about that the other day. And we'll just go into the serious part now because Ben's gone. But we were talking about that the other day where me specifically, and I feel like you relate to this a lot, you tell yourself the story of who you are. Yeah. And then anytime like, you're presented with an opportunity for growth where you can make a better decision, like let's say like not eat that brownie you know you shouldn't eat or not go get that fast food you tell yourself the story of like ah, i'm just you know a fucking piece of shit i'm the guy who goes and gets the fast food like yeah. you lie to yourself well no i mean i'm actually just being really honest with myself about that you are the guy who goes and gets the fast food yeah when i say i'm being a piece of shit it's when i'm most honest with myself uh i'm like you're human garbage you shouldn't exist on this planet your wife is pretending for no reason that uh, she loves you and your children uh, secretly, secretly call you a retard at school. And, and I, you think that's your most intrinsic self? I think that's the most honest version of my life, where uh, everybody around me that tells me that I'm worthy or that I'm worth something is a fucking liar. Uh-huh. And uh, every... Uh, yeah, that sounds really honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> sounds like you're being really honest with yourself right now. I try to be as honest as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. No, I mean, look... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to change the inner monologue to be more positive. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, I mean, this fucker myself isn't giving me a lot to work with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then the idea is to like give myself stuff to work with, you know, do things that I can be proud of. Um, which is why I almost didn't come to the podcast today. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, but, uh, I contemplated looking up a psychiatrist online the other day. But you didn't do anything. Baby steps, though, right? No, that's not a step at all. That's a step. Thoughts aren't steps. Actions are steps. Wait a second. (laughs) Okay. No, fair enough. So I haven't made any progress. Right. You know why? Why? Because I'm a piece of shit. Because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, exactly you got it no we were having this talk the other day because i I told kevin um that i had this with our good friend joey who's like a straight up like you know like an alcoholic but like a really good dude and like pretty smart (laughs) and like a very ripped guy now like he got himself in really good shape and he's basically confronting me at a bar the other day i told you and he was like yeah He's like, buddy, you could be jacked. You could be so fit. You're an Adonis, buddy. You're the, you're the biggest man alive, the strongest man He's in like, the world. He's like, yeah, you got so much promise. You could be all these things. I know you want to be him, but you yeah. don't. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just working on the podcast. I'm working on the drawings. I'm busy with that. He's like, hey, 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 hey. You know your problem is? You're so fucking smart. That's your problem. Yeah. Is you're so fucking smart. You go, oh, I can't. You know, I'm working on this thing. You know, I'm working on the podcast. I'm working on the drawings. I can't. He's like, you're so fucking smart. You tell yourself these stories to get out of changing your life. And he kept going on and on with it. And then eventually got to the point where I had to admit, like, yeah, Joe, you're actually kind of right. I That's yeah. exactly what I do. Is I tell myself, like, these stories of, yeah, pause the spit in the cup. I tell myself. <laughs> I, I tell myself these stories of how I can't be better because I'm a piece of shit. Right. I don't think, like, you say your most honest I'm view be, of your I'm s- trying to be funny. Right. And that's one of the reasons I'm a piece of shit because it's not funny. 
uh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I just mean is like, I think in those moments where you tell yourself you're a piece of shit and you can't change something because you're a piece of shit, I think that's yeah. actually, you know, and I say this coming from myself because I see it in myself so often. I think that's you giving yourself an opportunity to not change. It's you giving yourself an excuse to not change. I mean, I feel like I've done so much changing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to change and also like uh you know keep who you are as well at the same time um but you know i've been trying to do the self the positive self-talk from time to time mm-hmm. and i do a great when i'm about to go on stage or uh right i'm performing or you know i just i get in these moods and whatnot but uh i i don't know i really don't feel like uh there's a lot of hope um that it's just going to be a slog of continuing to just do the same thing mm-hmm. and uh that i'll have moments where i'll try and i'll like uh feel better for a little while and then uh that i'll it'll just go away after a while yeah um so you're saying you're like without hope um i mean i dropped that girl a long time ago <laughs> uh no i <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know there's there because it's a fine line between just being like i'm fine chill out mm-hmm. just you're fine. Chill out. Do what you want to do. Uh, I don't know. I do feel stuck a little bit just because I don't, I know the misery of working a regular job. Uh, you know, I've, I had a job from the time I was nine and a half until pretty much last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working ever since. And, uh, I just, the, the idea of going to another job just, it just, it suffocates me. It's, uh, it's horrible. But yet everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you're not unique. You're just a pussy. Right. Um, so then trying to get like things going with, uh, you know, the podcast or whatever, and then just going like, ah, oh, we're just going to get Shane Gillis over here. You know, the moment anything good happens. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I try to just ignore it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't even know. Like, it's about, like, I'm not even talking about thoughts. I'm talking about actions. That's a, that's like a real thing. I, tried to hammer over to you the other day because that's what i'm thinking about is like i'm not my fucking good intentions you know i'm made of good intentions i'm made of like oh tomorrow i'm gonna be so good i'm gonna change everything around i'm trying to just more be about like no you know you are what you are did today you worked and then you worked out and then you did a drawing and that's like actually makes your life better doing all these things unfortunately i think that's the sad truth of it is like actually taking control and doing all these things that make your life better actually make your life better yeah it's hard mm-hmm. to do stuff um i don't like it i don't like doing stuff yeah but you know i just worry about you if you don't do anything you know how are you ever going to be happy if you're not doing anything i uh who knows my (laughs) chemicals will just change and i'll be happy for you know six months or whatever and then i'll be depressed again um yeah i mean i really do feel like there's that's some there's something to that what do you mean where i just feel shitty sometimes I just feel really, really shitty sometimes. And uh-huh. then for what appears to be no reason, I'll start feeling good. Right. And then good things will happen to me and I'll start feeling shitty. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like depressed? Um, and uh, it's probably diet and exercise and all that stuff. But I also think it's a chemical thing. Right. Um, but, but you know, the diet I and hate exercise. It. And I also fucking hate talking about it. <laughs> I really do. Um, because I don't want anyone to worry about me. I don't uh-huh. even want to be the focus of a negative attention. Right. So it's always, uh, it's always weird 
I don't think it's a. I don't know if it's a negative attention. I think it's a loving attention. You know, it's just when you, you and we can stop talking about it if you want to stop talking about it. But like when you come over and you're upset and you like you're talking about how you hate your body or whatever or you're like fucking sad or stuff. I like you know because I love you. I want you to like do things that actually you know the same way. And that I'm I I think you would want me to do things that would make my life better if I. If you came over and I was covered in garbage and I'm like, oh, I feel so depressed. And it's like, well, you know, I want you to take the garbage <laughs> off of your body and stop laying. You know, you're sleeping on an old banana peel and a coffee ground. Yeah. So maybe don't do that. It's the only way I can get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's just the main thing as a person who loves you. Like, I want you to, you know. Do better. Yeah. I mean, do all these things that I know will make you happy because I love you and I want you to be happy. I don't know if it's going to happen, Jace. <laughs> I really don't. There's part of me that wants to, but there's also another part of me that knows how many times I've tried and failed. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, uh, do I invest in that energy again? Right. You know? Um, but yeah, plus if I get in shape, Jace, I mean, everybody's already trying to fuck me. Right. Now, I honestly, 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 subconsciously, <laughs> that has been a thought. No, that's a terrible reason. I'm telling you, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it is a terrible reason. Yeah. But there, there has been a thought in my mind, like, man, it's great uh, that nobody really hits on me. So now I can just be look like this faithful guy. Yeah. You know, but I'm really just a disgusting slob. I guess and, part of the reason I want to, I want to bring it up so much. And I guess I apologize for bringing it up on the podcast. So we don't have to talk about it in front of a, audience of five million that the podcast mm -hmm. weekly gets mm -hmm. shout out to mark maron shout out to mark maron every week mm -hmm. and uh and louis ck shane gillis everybody listens yeah. but it, it reminds me so much of my dad honestly yeah my dad would do the same thing he'd be depressed all the time he'd hate his job he hate everybody in his life and then he wouldn't like love us because he was so caught up in his own fucking bullshit and then it it like it reminds me of the same thing because my dad would just let himself off the hook, you know, where I'd tell him, I'm like, you should go to a therapist. I told him for years, he's like, you should go out there. He's like, oh, you know, if God wants me to be happy, I'll be happy. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I hate it when people that I love w won't make the steps to be better or yeah. don't make the steps to be better. And then they like have some reason around that it's, it's really frustrating when it's someone else mm -hmm. it's really frustrating and uh but when it's you it's okay it's fine yeah when it's you it's okay it's yeah. like you know you're it's fine i deserve this i deserve yeah. to feel this way i mean i've had a million conversations with people because the thing that i don't relate to is the not caring about other people and like not and hating other people because i don't the only hate that i get is jealousy Mm -hmm. You know, and I recognize that right away. So, I, I mean, I try not to be too opinionated about people in right. general. Um, or, I mean, that's, which is a, a big no-no if you're trying to hang out on the east side with the cool kids. Right. Um, judge everyone. Come on. Judge them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Judge them, Kevin. You know the truth. Everybody else a fucking idiot. <laughs> Tell me who's the worst. I'm like, oh, I know. I know because my opinion's so valuable. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I genuinely do like people. And, and when I see somebody... If I were to see somebody in my exact same situation, mm -hmm. I would be very frustrated. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's one of the key tenets they talk about in therapy is treat yourself the way you would treat somebody you love who was in your life. Like, there's that thing from the Jordan Peterson book, which I know Jordan Peterson's kind of crazy now, but I really liked his book when I read it. And he was kind of just talking about self-care and how to live a better life. Right. He talks about how people who have dogs... People who get prescribed medication from the doctor for whatever, let's say like they have allergies or they they got the flu or whatever the fuck, they got diabetes. 
of the people who get a prescription pres- prescribed to them, I think 50% of people actually fill it out, like go get the medicine. And about 80% of those people don't finish taking the medicine. Like right. They'll take like two pills and just not take the rest of it. But they always give but it their dog. Meanwhile, if their dog goes to the vet, they're like, oh, yeah, you have to give them this heart medication for 18 days. They nail it. Like 95% of people nail that because it's you taking care of somebody that you, you know, like, like when you look at yourself, it's like you view yourself with so much fucking judgment. I'm not saying you specifically. I think people do. No, you're right. Like this perfectionist ideal of like, it's like, I fucking suck. I should be, I should weigh this and I should make this much money and I should do all this. And you view yourself with that judgment. But when you look at another person, you're like, oh, I, I love that person. And it's right. So that's what I'm saying. When you don't hate other people, I think the one person, especially people who don't hate anybody and are very concerned about people's feelings, I think the one person you do hate is yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's frustrating, man. I can look at myself at a, a thousand different lenses. Right. A lot of them I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's part of me, too. It's like, oh, you've been coasting on your personality forever. Now it's time to get off your ass and actually do something. I definitely relate to that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I've always uh, found success in whatever I've done mm-hmm. as far as, like, uh, you know, getting fired from the <laughs> the alarm company. Right. No, I mean, this this journey from Fresno to Los Angeles has been very testing. I mean, and I mean, not to mention, you know, there's been, I mean, moving, leaving a community that I was very involved with for 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plus 30 plus years, uh, leaving all my friends behind, starting stand up, the mm-hmm. struggle with that, which just feels like failure, constant right. failure, you crush, oh, it didn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. I had a great set. Who gives a shit? You know, you had a bad set. Who cares? <laughs> and it's like literally right. nothing matters. Um, and then you see you know, a guy doing a bird impression on the internet, and you're like, you're giving him a million dollars to do a, a Amazon Prime special on bird conversations. Right. And so it gets really, you start going, oh, fuck, I got no control. I uh, I guess I just don't have what it takes. Right. You know? Uh, and then there's a lot of, you know, you got to, oh, yeah, fuck that. It just This is what you want to do. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. So you just keep doing it. But, I mean, between moving here, leaving the community, not being successful at what I'm doing, uh, you know, mom passing away, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, pretty, pretty much, the, I mean, those are pretty much it. Those are the big ones. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's hard to gather all the, the psychosis mm-hmm. it's hard to gather all of the bits of my personality and be like oh you gotta start eating right right you know um to where i'm just like like i don't fucking what why oh i'm gonna get in good shape mm-hmm. and then what's gonna happen nothing great see that's the thing like the de- again i'm playing devil's advocate right, right. i understand very i understand mind. you're playing devil's advocate i'm not trying to get like frustrated or attack you or anything but it's like that's just life, man. It's fucking hard a lot of the time. Well, it's yeah. hard for a lot of people a lot of the time. And so that's the thing. It's like, well, what if I eat better? Oh, you'll feel better. You fucking will. You'll feel a million times better. Yeah. If I start exercising, you'll feel a million times better, even if your life isn't getting better. So I think that's the thing at the end of the day. Like if, you know, I said the same thing to you, I would hope that you as a good friend would want me to actually do all these things, like keep going to therapy or like working out or eating healthy or anything like that because it'll just make you know you mentally healthier yeah you know it's just hard because i'm smarter than all the therapists <laughs> they're fucking idiots and i go in there and they're telling me this that and the other i'm like you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. um yeah i'll go i'll go 
I'll go one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen one of these days. But uh, until then, uh, guys, leave us a comment on, <laughs> on iTunes. You know, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I hate. I hate. I hate it. I hate this conversation. Okay, we can and, change the conversation. Well, it's like hating a bath as a two-year-old. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Right. Like where I'm like, I fucking hate baths. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin, you haven't had a bath in three <laughs> days. You're starting to get ripe. I'm like, fuck you, mom. Right. I don't need no bath. I know it's a it's a tough love conversation. I know for sure, but it's just something that was kind of you know been weighing on my mind, and I decided to say it on a podcast. Well, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't want you to worry about me because I uh, I don't have the the balls to kill myself and I love life too much to mm-hmm. do anything like that. I really do. There's a lot of good shit out right. there that I enjoy. Um, well, that's the thing is I fucking honestly love life. Like my therapist always asks me, she's like, "Are you going to kill yourself?" And I get really fucking annoyed by that because I'm like, I'm like, listen, I am such an emotional venter that if I'm going to, if I thought about killing myself, I would fucking tell you. All right. I'm yeah. like a hundred percent honest. Save me. Here. Yeah, exactly. Save me, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you tell me I'm great. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> tell me I'm good. So I get pissed off when she's like, you got to tell me if you're like having, su-. I'm like, I would fucking tell you lady. All right. What do you want me to call you every 10 seconds? Yeah. So that's the thing with me is like, I fucking really enjoy life, but it's hard to get out of my own way a lot of the times and i get the reason why it's because of this fucking trauma experience where i have these perfectionist type problems i want to be the skinniest tallest biggest dick like sexiest funniest you're almost most talented guy in the fucking room yeah and then when i fall short of those ideals it's really painful because part of me you know part of me feels like that in order to deserve love i need to accomplish this mold that i'm supposed to fit in just like the church yeah i'm supposed to check all these boxes and when i check all these boxes i'll fucking deserve love you know what i mean um and that's the thing with that is like i I was talking about this in therapy but the the main trap i caught myself in recently and this is like a revelation within the last month or so is i had these perfectionist ideals i almost drew like a triangle like fucking phil jackson's triangle offense where up here like down here i have me at the bottom and up here, I have these perfectionist ideals that I'm, I'm, tr- I'm supposed to hit and I can't hit them. And that causes me great pain because I'm, I feel like I'm not deserving of love. So it's like I need in order to feel okay that I'm not hitting these perfectionist ideals. I need an excuse for why I'm not hitting these perfectionist ideals. Yeah. And the excuse is, oh, I'm depressed or, oh, you know, the comedy community is not looking for white guys or, oh, you know, it's tough to eat healthy or, oh, it's tough to exercise. Yeah. I have all these excuses and those excuses, while they might be valid, excuses are always usually generally valid. They are, at a certain point, I was wallowing in those excuses because it was a safety net. That was keeping me away from fucking trying because nothing's worse than needing to be perfect and trying and failing. It's better to create this narrative for yourself of why you couldn't even try in the first place. And then you're a victim. Yeah. And it feels good to be a victim because it's better, at least in your head, than actually putting yourself out there and fucking failing. So I was diving into these excuses like I'm a depressed person. Oh, so I got to act depressed. And I talked to you about this where I was like, I was almost like playing my depression as like I was in a stage play or something. Just yeah. walking around like Tennessee Williams. Like I'm the depressed. Guy. Oh, I'm the most depressed man who ever lived in the entire world. I can't take a shower today because I'm the depressed man. Yeah. And then once I realized, you know, it was Devin actually had like kind of a real talk with me 
on a podcast actually on his podcast and i got fucking annoyed at him when he was doing it but he was just oh, basically, yeah yeah <laughs> huh. but he was just basically like yeah man i feel like you wall in your depression you want people to like see that about you and i was like yeah you're fucking right because it's the excuse i have to not be perfect right and so like trying to like get past those fucking excuses of like oh i can't you know you know i'm too smart or i'm too depressed or whatever yeah. it's like that was excusing like to just like actually work on like okay you don't have to be perfect but you have to like fucking try man because if you're not even trying you're not experiencing life for all the beauty that's inside of it like trying and doing and creating and fucking failing and putting yourself out there and taking risks yeah and having some anxiety related to something and doing it fucking anyway and getting through it that is like the most beautiful thing a person can do yeah is to be afraid of something and do it anyway on the other side uh, fear is the greatest fucking thing in your life. Every decision I've ever done in my life that I've been proud of yeah. was the most afraid thing, was the thing I was most afraid of in my entire life. Like moving, like fucking, you know, leaving the church, moving to New York, moving here, starting stand-up. Yeah. All these made my life so much better, and I was so horrified to do every single one of them. Yeah. But on the other side of that horror and that pain and that self-doubt, was a better life for myself. So that's what I'm trying to really focus on now is I kind of got stagnant where I'd just given in to that fear of pain. And it's that fucking fear, man. It gets you in that place of self-pity. I don't think there's a worse emotion for a person than self-pity. Yeah. It keeps you from living a life. That's self-pity type bullshit. I, I, can't, I, I don't necessarily relate to that too much, the perfectionism thing. For me, it's, it's more... Uh, I want to be okay. I just mm-hmm. want to be okay and not the focus and don't worry about me. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make you happy. Right. You know, so if my goal is to like make other people happy and like bring joy and whatnot to people, when, <clears throat> and when people go, are you all right? <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. that, that has been my default for a long time. Uh, you remove church from that. And now people, dude, I can't tell you how many times I would walk up to somebody and open mic and be like, how you doing, man? You doing okay? And they're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Right. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, okay. I just you seem a little bummed out. Are you all right? I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I can't remember who it was. Some guy even gave me a shout out like a year later. Right. As he, I think it was as he was trying to cancel Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it was Seth Simons. It was Seth Simons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, "Kaka, kaka." Right, and it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, uh, I, and I do, uh, and it's probably. I mean, who knows if it's right? But there is, uh, uh, there is a belief in my mind that I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be fine. I don't need to do anything. I just need to snap out of it, right, and start doing whatever I want to do and moving forward. And uh, just like I don't know, I. I I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of counseling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not a fear thing. It's just, uh, I just don't, I just don't, I just feel like it would be a waste of time at this point. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go. It just means that just, just like I'm sitting in a room and talk to somebody. I just don't, I can't fathom a piece of information in the world that will make my brain be okay. That will fix me. I can't fathom it. I really can't. Right. I can't even imagine that there's a piece of knowledge that somebody could give me 
that to where then once I have that, then I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's why it's always the therapists have always been, you know, a little bit of a, a struggle for me, even, you know, as I was considering being a therapist growing up, you know, mm-hmm. going to college, you know, get my degree in psychology from the prestigious Fresno State, <laughs> Fresno State University, home of the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even then I was just like, yeah, this is uh, uh, I'm looking at efficiency rates of, mm-hmm. of therapy. And the only one that had any uh, any movement on it was a cognitive behavioral. All right. And I'm going, oh, so what are the rest of these people doing? You know, what is, what is that? How is that happening? You know what I mean? How is it fixing it? Um, plus mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> there are a lot of effective counseling with mushrooms mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So, there's so you're like, saying you should do more mushrooms. I think I should do more <laughs> mushrooms. Not go to therapy. You somehow talk yourself into like the way to help yourself is to smoke more cigarettes. I have to start smoking (laughs) meth. Um, I have to hit a rock bottom. You know what I mean? I can't uh, just be like kind of uh, uh, sad Mm -hmm. and then fix everything. I've got to start sucking dick on the docks. Right. You know what I mean? Some real dock dick sucking right and then i'll be okay well that's the problem with you and me was we don't hit bottom we no. just kind of hit a malaise valley yeah 100 yeah, yeah. and my wife's going everything okay i'm going no right not really what's wrong i'm fine <laughs> give me a hug you're so freaking beautiful i love you so yeah much. well that's the weird thing is like because I, I have leave. i have that same codependency where i don't want to be the for most of my life i didn't want to be the guy who had stuff wrong with them until like very recently within the last couple years I wanted to be the shiny guy dancing for everybody and making everybody feel better because yes. that was the that was the matrix I was brought up in. And the really fucked up weird thing about that now that I'm like coming through the other side, I think of that. You know, I've been in therapy for like a year now, and it's really, you know, like you say, like it's not like one piece of information that's going to change your life. It's it's not really that. It's just like kind of just talking it out with somebody else. You know, yeah, just well, coming up with a game plan. That's why I got you, Jace. <laughs> You'll be my therapist. We yeah. just talk about it on the podcast. Me licensed. I'm like a freshman girl who just took her first psychology class. You did a quiz on Facebook. Right, exactly. And I'm ranting about like um, sociopaths Look, now. You're like a dolphin <laughs> soul. So like dolphins, they're more slippery, you know? <laughs> so the, th- the thing is, and this is the point I really wanted to drive on because it was a big realization for me. When you are constantly the person who is fine for everybody, you are kind of almost and this is what i found i was robbing people of a lot of realness in relationships because there's a real part of a relationship where somebody is not fine yeah and you take care of them and it feels really good to have somebody that you love in a bad spot and then you take care of them and so when you're not real with somebody you're kind of robbing themselves robbing them of that real relationship and then the other thing is the better i felt about myself the better fucking everything i became to other people the better friend i was yeah the more real conversations i could have the better brother i was was ben like me and ben have bonded so much over the last year just because i feel like you know i've been going to therapy and he's been trying to short his uh, sort his own shit out but um, he got sober man yeah, he got fucking sober you know what yeah. i mean we've like both pushed ourselves to become these better people and it's it's sometimes it feels like you're fucking going backwards a lot of the times it feels like you're fucking going backwards yeah and sometimes i was doubting like should i even like keep going to therapy or trying all this stuff but it's like it's just like these little changes by little changes and it's like i'm living you know i have relationships now in my life that really make me want to like, I'm almost tearing up talking about it. Like I really want, makes me want to cry because I'm real with somebody for the first time in my life. Yeah. And that was something that until I was like 20, 
three, I don't think I had a real relationship with anybody. Um, and that was painful. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see, I'm like crying right now talking about it. Yeah. It was well, painful to not be real in front of, to not be seen by yeah. anybody. It was really, it was a lot of pain. There is such a high price on authenticity at the church that I went to uh-huh. that having real conversation, because I would be in church, they would talk about authenticity and being your true self mm-hmm. and uh, being open and honest. Yeah. And, uh, and I always felt like I did a good job at that. And I would have real conversations with people. But at the same time, I was kind of like being the person that I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to where there's a part of me that's like, if I'm ever 100% real with everybody, I'm not going to have any friends. Right. You know, and uh, I can't really just speak my mind because what if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm a passionate guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, when I see like this Seth Simons shit or whatever, or I mean, even you know something is. I'm trying to think of something that's like an obvious, whatever. I don't know. I Louis C.K. Something like that, where mm-hmm. it's just like there's a clear victim. The victim's complaining, right? You know, or whatever. Um, where Shane Shane's deal is like some random person is complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But like something like that, where I'm just like, I look at it and my visceral reaction is this fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of fucking idiots. Shut the fuck up. Let the guy get on Saturday Night Live and be funny where Dan Aykroyd or whoever called somebody the N word, <laughs> you know, uh, who was it? Chevy Chase? Yes, probably. I mean, it, it's all this stuff. And then I'm just like, and then in my mind, I'm going, you better not say that because all somebody has to do is appeal to their emotionality in front of you mm-hmm. and you'll cl- you'll crumble like the little bitch right. that you are cuz you're an emotional hostage absolutely yeah, yeah. and i don't want to make somebody feel bad but at the same time i'm like this is stupid right you know i mean even there's even been moments where i'm with a a, a relatively famous comic mm-hmm. that i'm hanging out with and that is well respected and older and you know shit like that and there's sometimes they'll say stuff and I just want to be like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, just bottle it up. Right. Just keep it down. Just nod. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh, good point. Great stuff. You know, so, and then that starts to happen with, not a respected comedian mm-hmm. that's older that's been through some shit it's just literally some 12 year old that had a good set in front of me right you know and then he's outside going hey, fucking man we should be able to push women over and do whatever we want with them and i'm going uh-huh, uh-huh. i don't want to disagree with you because then we might have an altercation right that's uh, that's the real issue with codependence is you like create a hostage situation with every relationship in your yeah. life but you're the hostage it's almost like yeah. you walk up to somebody and hand them a guy and you go hold me hostage right now yeah make me feel shitty to make you feel good right and that's the thing is like like at a certain point like i've had relationships that went really bad like dating relationships because of that where it got to a point where i'm like i'm getting beaten with the barrel of a gun right and it's my own fucking fault because i gave him the gun and i never said hey don't fucking hurt me because it really puts me in a lot of pain so because i never stood up for myself i would get myself in these relationships that were really fucking fake but they were deep but there was also deep fake deep fake yeah it was i was doing porn um, and so i put my their head on my body um no it was like it was like this it was like this deep because it was a bonding relationship but there was an intrinsic fakeness like i think my first ex-girlfriend 
um, she's probably really pissed at me because she there's a large part of her that never knew the real Jace. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yep, I I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. You being the real you to your girlfriend. Yeah. No, I think about that for myself. I I'm telling you, I think I told you guys this before. Mm-hmm. I remember being in a mirror and doing different voices. Yeah. Hey, I'm Kevin Tinkin. Hey, I'm Kevin Tinkin. Hey, I'm Kevin Tinkin. Just mm-hmm. doing these different voices and getting to an emotional breakdown where I'm just like, who the fuck are you? Right. Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. And I've been a chameleon for so long that I really have a hard time like identifying and really nailing down who the hell I am, mm-hmm. uh, which is terrifying. Right. You know? Um, well, that's the thing is there's some real beauty in pissing somebody off every once in a while. You know, like I had this, this recent, this happened at work this week. That's what I tell my wife <laughs> when she gets mad at me. I had this at work this week, literally happened on like Tuesday is we have a new, there's like an office coordinator work. She does like all our paperwork and stuff. And she just trying to be joking, like no ill intention to it. I like, I work in sales. So it's a high pressure. You're supposed to hit your goal. And I wasn't anywhere close to my goal this week. I finally hit it, but I wasn't anywhere close. And she would keep coming up to me as a joke. Like, Hey, you have any contracts to turn in for me? Yeah. In front of other people. I'd be like, no, not today. She'd be like, all right, you better get those. Like kind of as a joke or whatever. But it was like putting a lot of pressure in front of me on me in front of other people. Yeah. Which really fucking pissed me off. Yeah. Or she'd be like, Hey, you got goal yet? I'm like, no, you know, and then in my back of my head, I'm like, tell, just calmly tell her not to fucking ask you that. Yeah. Cause she thinks it's a joke. She doesn't know that you fucking hate when she does that. Right. And so it happened literally on Tuesday. I got off the phone call with a client and um, I had lost a deal and I was like fucking freaking out about the month that I wasn't going to make any money this month. And she just was like, is that a signing appointment you just set up? And I, I kind of snapped. And I go, yeah, you don't need to know that in front of like other people <laughs> oh, shit. i literally go yeah you don't need to know that and then like the entire like office full of people were like damn yeah, yeah 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 and i was like what she starts crying no she got like really upset she's like okay see if i ever help you again and then like everybody's like damn jason's like you're not thick and i felt like a real fucking asshole for yeah, a second because you were being nice for so long because i was being nice for so long and then i went to another employee like a lady who's been there a long time i go was that was that too mean she's like I mean, you're being real, so yeah. you know it is what it is. Yeah, and she was like awkward around me for like two hours. I'm like, you know what? I'm not fucking apologizing because I'm right. Right. You know, it's like you're in a Larry David moment. You're like, I know I'm fucking right right now. I'm right. I'm, I'm right. right. That's what? The right thing to do. Right. It was right. It, to be fair. <laughs> A little bit. Um, and then like within you know three hours, she's back like joking around with me, and she hasn't done that again since then to anybody yeah. in the office. Yeah. So it's like actually made a better environment. So that's like that's what I'm saying is the intrinsic beauty of pissing people off sometimes is it makes a realer environment and nothing is mentally healthier for everybody involved than a honest environment because if she just kept doing that and nobody's fucking saying anything to her eventually everybody starts to resent her right and that is so like me that's the thing is like wanting everybody to like you the meanness of that the, the intrinsic meanness of that is you are kind of in your head you're telling yourself that you're being unselfish because you want this other person to feel good yeah. But you're actually being selfish because you want them to like you more than you want them to have a good life experience. Oh, yeah. To actually check somebody and be like, hey, man, you know, when you say that thing, everybody hates you. Right. And that would actually be like, that would be an opportunity for growth for them. Right. But because you and everybody does this throughout life, for the most part, some people do it a lot more than others. Some people do it a lot less. But when you deny people that real experience, you are making their life worse. Yeah. So that is the intrinsic selfishness of this where if you've actually got yourself in a point where you can be honest with people because you love yourself enough to not need their approval you can make other people's lives a lot better yeah 
I did. I remember uh, there. Oh man, in the office, in business, that happens so often. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a real loudmouth. Right. I'd tell people straight up. I remember first time I ever got promoted uh, to be a store manager. Mm-hmm. Remember, my boss is like, "So you think you're ready?" And I go, "Well, honestly, it's not that hard of a job. I mean, honestly, anybody could do it." And I think uh, I've gained the respect. You go, Excuse me. <laughs> I go, "What?" He's like, "Oh, so you think it's just a piece of cake?" Just piece of cake. Anybody can do it. Piece of cake. So you think my job's bullshit? My job's- <laughs> I go, no. But if the job is making a schedule, handling customer issues, doing the inventory once a month, mm-hmm. that's not that hard. So yes, I can do it and I'm reliable. That's the fact. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you're ready. I'm like, why? Cause I just stated the truth mm-hmm. and I ended up getting promoted a week later. But. <laughs> Dude, like we we would have those uh, those sales meeting, you mm-hmm. know, roundtable sales meeting things or whatever, and they're going, uh, and how many uh, how many widgets are you going to sell this month? Right. They go oh, as many as possible, man. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity that comes, oh, <laughs> how many widgets? <laughs> how many? I go. Well, what I'm going to do is when people come into the store mm-hmm. where we sell widgets mm-hmm. at the widget factory, uh, I'm going to try to sell them those widgets when they come in as many as I possibly can. They go, yeah, but but how many though? How many? I go. You think if I say a hundred, it's going to make <laughs> any fucking difference? If I say a thousand, does that make you happy? Mm-hmm. Does that make you, you punched, feel good? You punched him in the meeting. Yeah, and I everybody mean, cheered. And that's something that goes on once a week at every fucking office right. across America and or probably across the world. Mm-hmm. How many are you going to get? It's like shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm going to get as many as I can. If you don't have faith in me, fire my ass. Right. Otherwise, I got a bagel. That eat. is the one weird thing is like you're always very confrontational to authority figures for whatever reason. Yeah. Like that's the one person you're always very confrontational to. That's just interesting to me. Talk about that. What do you mean? Well, like at our old job, you're always like the guy who was like trying to like stand up to somebody who was trying to tell you to do something. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like I'm the exact opposite. Anybody in authority figure, like their word is like the word of God. So I have to listen to it all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I for some reason, I think I've bought into too many great companies, mm-hmm. uh, corporate model. Right. Like I've worked for T-Mobile. I've worked for Apple. Mm-hmm. Both of those corporate models were very much a open and honest communication. We got this email. If you see something, say something. You right. know, we want to make this customer experience as as good as possible. So this is the appropriate way to have a conversation with somebody that's the same level as you, below you or above you. Mm-hmm. And I would fucking use those tools right. like crazy. They go, hey, uh, what are you guys doing up here? You just standing around? I go, hey, uh, did you want us to to do something different? Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't you think it would be more effective? And I'm just speaking just from generalities mm-hmm. as a human being. If you just walked up and just told us what you wanted to do instead of sarcastically saying, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And they go, uh, we need to have a conversation. Right. We need to go talk. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, I thought we were all about open and honest communication around here. And you're out here ineffectively communicating to your team. And I thought maybe you weren't above growth, mm-hmm. you know, and becoming a better person at your job. Uh, so I figured I'd, you know, just offer my two cents. Hey, I might even be wrong. But, you know, I'm just here to try to make you better. They go, you know, is this your two-week notice, Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. No, there's, I always, I think it's because I was in management for so long that when I started doing stand-up and I just decided I am not going down that path anymore, Mm -hmm. then when I see these managers trying to do bullshit and, like, play psychology and, like, dick measuring games, Mm -hmm. uh, usually women, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Because they have tiny dicks. Because they have tiny, tiny dicks, Mm -hmm. so they've got to prove it. Mm -hmm. Um 
then you know i just get i'm just like come we all know you eat rice aroni at night <laughs> and you're you jack off and you're taking a stinky shit in front of you know right everybody you're that is a real special. empowerment is imagining somebody who scares you taking a shit oh that's i like always a big do that. runny dump yeah, yeah that's, i've actually done that before myself that's one of the reasons i don't have a problem you know with trump too much you know i just think <laughs> about him being <laughs> that is a joke but there is some truth to that where everybody's demonizing these different characters in the world or whatever, mm-hmm. or dude, Oh my God, he is the best. He's the best. Holy shit. He's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Or, Oh man, that guy's the devil. He's a demon. I'm going, okay, come on. He's a human being. Right. If he doesn't take a shower for 24 hours, his balls are going to stink just like <laughs> everybody else. You know, don't, you don't know, hide. This guy's got his issues. He's just done a good job of hiding it from mm-hmm. everybody or vice versa. Right. You know, I'm sure this guy's a great grandfather or whatever you know um the ones that aren't you know fucking their grandkids right uh <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> i don't even know what i'm saying anymore yeah but, i feel uh, like we're, we're like probably at wrap-up time i think we were wrap-up time when we started <laughs> uh, but uh yeah i uh i i'll speak truth to authority man i don't give a fuck <laughs> especially if it's if my job is on the line i have all the confidence in the world because <laughs> Oh, dude, I remember, I, I mean, I, now that you said that, it's just like, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, I do not. I know why. It's because I was in the management position, and mm-hmm. I read too many fucking books. Right. I tried to be so good as a manager. So it's like religion for you. You bought in really hard. I bought in hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like now, now you're disillusioned towards the, religion. The only way to get better as a corporation is if we communicate and we mm-hmm. communicate effectively, and we listen to each other and we try to make it better. Right. And I go, great, I'm in. <laughs> and I rush up to the CEO and I go, your hair could look better. <laughs> and they excuse me, and I'm like. Open and honest communication. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing is like I was out of religion by like 22 and just disillusioned by it. So the time I started any job, I'm like, oh, fuck this. Like, this is the same fucking bullshit as any like type of church or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if I was a, if I was a lab rat mm-hmm. and I looked at just the places I got cheese, I would be in church still <laughs> because I'm in church. People are telling me how fucking hilarious and original and talented I am Mm -hmm. and what a great guy I am. You're one of those guys I never have to worry about. You know, I heard that a lot. Right. Um, My bachelor party, there was like 70, I don't know. I don't want to make up a number. There was a huge living room full of dudes Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were just telling me how great I was and how... Uh, I was the guy because one of our youth pastors was there. He's like, he's the guy. I've all you've always been so fucking rock solid, man. Right. Never had to worry about. And meanwhile, you. you're like 30 and you want to kill yourself. Well, <laughs> it, it, cut. Well, that's the thing. You, you cut to 10, you know, 15 years later. Uh huh. And and here I am, and the rock that I've been standing on, I realize is uh, pretend. Mm-hmm. And I look down, and just like uh, uh, uh what is it? Fuck. And when he sees the guy holds, you got to say a word so I can guess. He walks on water with Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, fucking Peter or whatever. Peter, yeah, a fucking Peter, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really. You look down and you realize you were standing on water. I realized I was standing on absolutely nothing yeah. at all, mm-hmm. and uh, then going, okay, now that you've invested uh, your youth mm-hmm. and all of your good years right into something that. Uh, I can't call it bullshit because there's been life impact uh-huh. on people that has been positive. Sure. But, <clears throat> and that, that kind of just, just kind of disrupts my whole statement, but let's pretend I didn't say that. Okay. But it's just like, I, I have to rebuild who I am mm-hmm. in, in a way. And 
it uh it's just fucking weird man well those are you know i feel like and i feel like we should wrap up pretty soon no but uh no <laughs> you refuse we're gonna do eight hours now i'm gonna do it we're gonna do eight hours i'm gonna do the mushrooms <laughs> And then throughout this podcast, you guys are going to see my mental health get better Mm -hmm. just through some plants. (laughs) And then wear off in two days and you're right back where you started. Well, that's, I just got to do them again. (laughs) You know, I mean, seems easy to me. You take a daily vitamin. Why not a daily mushroom dose? But the, the, the moments in your life, and this is what I was going to say, where you feel really hopeless and you feel like the floor caved in. There's this, are the really, they're the moments for real magical things to happen in your life but there's this ram das quote it's not even a complete quote it's just a fragment of a sentence he says in an interview but it felt so beautiful to me because it really resonated with me um where he said but it's after the four falls in and after you have let go of the ego trap of viewing yourself as someone going somewhere that's when the real beautiful stuff can happen that's where the real growth can happen when you realize like Oh, fuck. This story I was telling myself of who I was was fucking bullshit. It was ego. It was id. It was like, it was this thing I clung to of who, who is Jay Savory? It's all these certain things I believe about myself and it makes me feel safe because, oh, I have an abject personality. It's when everything fucking falls apart. I can look at that and go, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Those are some stories I told myself because of life events or biology or chemicals that happen to me. Yeah. And it's not who I really am. And it's in those moments where everything's broken. I can look and be like, oh, no, I can create a new identity for myself. I have the power to realize that I'm just like some fucking consciousness that you can place thoughts inside of. Yeah. You can place, you know, your own personality traits inside of if you so choose yeah you can pretend to be whoever you want you can start telling yourself like i'm the guy who works out every day and you can do that or you can tell yourself i'm the guy who eats 1900 calories a day and you can fucking do that didn't i tell you that yesterday what i think who did i tell that to so oh i was bruce mm-hmm. bruce like you want to get some food i go no i'm a good i'm a guy who's in good shape right i'm in great shape so i don't do that stuff mm-hmm. i go a guy in great shape wouldn't go eat a burger at 11 30 at yeah. night or whatever and uh i felt good about it and then i can't went home i ate a whole sleeve of saltines (laughs) (laughs) while i stayed up till four in the morning watching youtube Mm -hmm. you know uh no i didn't really i have done that but i didn't do that recently well that's how i quit smoking i've told you many times before as i literally said oh i'm the person who doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore yeah and then i just became that guy i haven't smoked cigarettes in two years now yeah just because of that because i intrinsically allowed myself to believe something new about myself i let go of this fucking old idea that i'm the guy who's addicted to cigarettes and you know yeah don't smoke them anymore i smoke like a pack and a half a day and here we are well i think you can get back to it (laughs) i believe you man you know uh, no it's uh the lies that we tell ourselves yeah the lives that we tell ourselves the narratives you tell yourself yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't uh i don't like it I'm this person and this is what I do. And well, I th- it's fucking bullshit. I think that was one of the big criticisms that the group that we were hanging out with was this, the narratives mm-hmm. of, uh, that would get, you know, kind of manifested, you know, in each of us to where it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you get drunk one night and you go, Hey guys, a fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. And no, I just drank last. Night. I've actually never had a drink before. Mm-hmm. I just drank last night. You're a fucking drunk. Right. You have a good set. This guy's a genius. You have a bad set. This guy's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this narrative of just like, right. But even more important than that is the narrative you tell yourself. 
And when you can tell yourself a new good narrative, you don't, you know, the other narratives are bullshit that other people try to place on yeah. the top well, of you. Well, most of my narratives uh, involve me placing thoughts on other people. Uh-huh. You know, they're going, Jace thinks I'm a, uh, yeah. I'm trying to suck his dick every week mm-hmm. on the podcast, so I need to be a super masculine. Yeah. Have you ever heard that saying, hell is other people? No. That's what it means. It's from a Sartre play, Jean-Paul Sartre, called No Exit where it's four people they're in hell but it's just four people trapped in a room by themselves torturing themselves and it's hell as other people because it's the judgment you place on yourself is you putting you can't view yourself as something unless you're viewing yourself through the eyes of another so the hell is you creating this idea of a person's thoughts about you in your head and creating this imaginary person who judges you and thinks all these things about you and that's real hell yeah real hell is the thoughts that you put in your head yeah yeah well hilarious episode <laughs> so glad uh i i think people like some of this stuff i don't know if I they think do. it was pretty honest i cried on the podcast so yeah but you really didn't cry though i mean you should next time really go yeah for really it. go for it i want to hear a catch in your throat mm-hmm. uh more voice squeaks right if you cry you know i mean mm-hmm. please please pull out a big handkerchief please a big horn <laughs> yeah. nose blow blow my nose yeah. <laughs> uh well uh i should have said this up top but please subscribe to the podcast leave us a, a review on itunes mm-hmm. uh the only podcast where you can get chinese voice <laughs> and mental health suggestions to make yourself feel better uh-huh. i think the reason that i am so comfortable with this podcast being the way that it is because mm-hmm. we started out saying this is a summer getting canceled right and that was literally us giving each other freedom to be the way that people are mm-hmm. you know um you know johnny woke bag who says the n-word mm-hmm. when you're in his backyard you go what the fuck right i thought that was bad oh we're in the backyard it's cool it's fine mm-hmm. so it but the fact that i think the more vulnerable we can be the more racist we can be <laughs> <laughs> to an, I mean, I, I, I say that jokingly, obviously, but there is something about, I think people get it. People get it. People get it. That's the thing is we, we panic about having to describe like, Hey, we're not actually racist. And people are like, yeah, we get it. You're doing jokes. And then you're talking about real stuff at the end. Yeah. People fucking get it. Yeah. I and think you, you got to like get out of the space of like allowing 2000 people on Twitter to control your thoughts about whether or not you're a bad person or not. Yeah, because we're so susceptible to it. How we grew up. If somebody tells me I'm a bad person, I'm like, oh no, fuck, oh, I'm not going oh, they, to heaven now. They got to be right. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody going, uh, I d- I wanted to hear how the drums sounded, mm-hmm. and I walked away from my drums. I had somebody else playing. The pastor goes, why? I go, I just want to hear how they sound. So they sound good. He goes, sounds like pride to me. <laughs> Furious on the inside. On the right. outside, I go. <clears throat> I'm gonna work on that. Thank you. You know what I mean? And Do you think he was right? I, I, it, it didn't even cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear how they sounded from out in front of the, the church, uh-huh. you know, as opposed to being in the back and just having some guy go, yeah, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to hear him. I mean, it could have been right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a situation where it's just like, I need to feel shitty about who I am, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to hear how my drums sound. It just, it felt kind of like a, uh, a low blow you know what i mean or kind right. of a, uh uh not a, even a low blow, but more like a uh what do you call that a cheap shot cheap shot yeah, yeah just somebody hitting you for no reason and mm-hmm. because they know that you're not gonna you can't do shit about it they're mm-hmm. just gonna hit you right um that's kind of how i felt about it but uh 
But yeah, I, I will immediately be like, yep, you're right. You know what? You're right. And you do that for so long that eventually somebody goes, you know, these, uh, he's a monster. These comics are monsters. Mm-hmm. A guy uh, speaking with a Jamaican accent. Right. He's going to hell. And after a while, you go, uh, for a little while, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I'm going to do better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write the jokes that have no racial implications <laughs> nothing about what could be potentially offensive to anybody right and and then eventually you just go fuck it mm-hmm. i'm sorry your feelings are going to be hurt right get over it they're words i'm fucking trying over here you know well that's the state i kind of want to get to and i've talked to ben about this i want to get to the state with the podcast where we just stop talking about people not liking jokes or thinking we're racist because i am so fucking done with that style of thought. I'm so fucking overthinking about the left, thinking about the right. Yeah. I just want to be in creating and not, right. I would love it if I could press a button and I could never talk about anti PC stuff ever again. That'd be great. I feel like that would make my life so much better. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Just to live your life and not constantly worry about the opinions of others. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Interesting concept. Well, like you said before, it's about what you do and not what you say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that should always be, at the end of the day, what people look at. Right. You know, how does this person treat people? I've, I've said it. I, I've said this before. I don't think on this podcast, but the way you fix racism and discrimination and inequality, separation. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way you fix it is you love the person who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. If there's a person in front of you, you treat them with kindness, right, and respect, and. That's it. That's literally it. Mm -hmm. It's not all this other bullshit. It's be kind to people when they're in front of you. When they're not in front of you, that's when you do talk shit about them all the time. (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I really do feel that that is a solution to the majority of the world's problems. Mm -hmm. Consider people as individuals, treat them with kindness, you know, if you can. But it, 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 Jesus Christ, if you cannot find the humor, in an asian accent right <laughs> then you just haven't heard uh, you, you just haven't been around anybody right you literally haven't who are the number one asian accents i want you to laugh at comedians <laughs> they're the asian comedians right they get it mm-hmm. that's why they constantly are doing impressions of their fucking grandma mm-hmm. because she's a first generation and her accent's funny they get it <laughs> they get it yeah but then all of a sudden some dude sees it and the guy oh it's a ching chong whatever it's a cow dairy you know it's like <laughs> i i get what you're saying on your moral high horse but mm-hmm. guess what fucker we're more complicated than that. Right. So it, it's just insane. I want to do a version of the mass singer, but it's the mass comedian. <laughs> and, you know, they go up, they go, you know, they do, oh, he's very good. Oh, he's so. And then they go, oh, goes, boo. They pull out, it's an Asian guy, and then they clap. <laughs> and it's just like, what 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 is wrong with you people right like, just enjoy well i think i know that's the, that's the reason i'm so over it is i know what's wrong with people i feel like you know that's a very arrogant statement to say and we really should wrap up pretty soon um I'm, i know what i tried <laughs> but then i got on a rant you want a rant you want to fucking 18 minute rant i'm sorry <laughs> i just like and we'll we, we can finish with this but i just feel like we know the reason people like that because people want to think they're good people people want them to like them so yeah. when you're surrounded by people who are saying all this stuff like you're a good person if you get mad at people for doing jokes then they're gonna do it it's pretty simple right. and it's like if you have compassion for those people as well well you realize you're like oh man that's just really sad 
that they have to exist like that because they need people's approval in that right. type of way. Yeah. So that's the thing is you have compassion for those people. Their fucking judgment will slide right off your fucking back. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to please everybody and it pleasing nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what a great piece of, uh, we could do a special where, uh, there's no controversy at all. <laughs> you end up with, uh, what's his face's shapes. Oh, I forget the, yeah, Julio Torres or whatever. Julio Torres' yeah, yeah. shapes. Go watch that. You won't get offended. <laughs> you also won't feel any emotions. You will watch it and uh, just wonder if he intentionally put the uh, glitter on his hands or if that was just there from the night before. And that will probably be your deepest thought you have in the entire special. Uh, and I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I blame the fucking networks for putting him up there. Right. That's just insane. Okay. It's insane. We got to wrap up now. No, you know what? Let me say we something We can't else. go on another rant. No, you know what? And Epstein. <laughs> the, all right. Uh, I apologize. Uh, don't apologize. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. No, seriously. Don't fuck. Why would you fucking apologize? Uh, because, uh, I don't know, because it's something funny. Um, <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, everybody. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Leave us a fucking review. Uh, we got a two-star the other day. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Rate the shit. Let us know Please what you Please a five-star because that would help us out. Yeah. <laughs> if Okay. I'll tell you what. If us saying give us you a five-star, give us a five-star review actually influences you from giving us a two-star to a five-star give us a five-star right but if you're gonna if you want to just review it and just tell us how shady it is and especially if you've listened this long <laughs> to the end and you're going oh, you know what stick to your guns you know give us a one star who cares i'm gonna say give us a five star well you know and you probably change your mind <laughs> and i appreciate you doing that uh send us an email at brainjailpod at gmail.com follow jace avery check out his uh his drawings they're uh hilarious and creative and uh dare i say beautiful uh if you want to fuck jace uh just go outside mm-hmm. and look towards the blow sun. into a conch shell and i'll show up within yeah. a matter of minutes he'll be ready to go he on might, horseback he might have an engagement ring with him because he's a lover <laughs> uh follow at morpheus quotes for uh more of uh ben's mm-hmm. um and yeah, if this Comedy? one got serious, it was mostly because Ben was gone. I mean, Kevin tend to get serious when he's gone. So next time we'll be, I know the last two were serious, but we'll get pretty funny again. Yeah, no, next it was, episode. it was serious because I'm feeling particularly hilarious today, <laughs> uh, which is the, the root of the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Send us the emails at brainjailpod at gmail.com. We will see you next week. All right. Play the outro. <laughs> The feeling of worry, nervousness, will unleash, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Shit, if this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the back. Oh God, they're gonna know I'm dumb. dumb.